He ready to smash some meat together. Genuine wrestle boys. Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. Eastside. I'm Genuine. Whoa. <laughs> what have you been doing the last like 25 years, Genuine? Singing that same song. You're horny? Yeah. Let's do it. Jump Ride on it. it. <laughs> My pony. Nice. I'm, I'm, Zach. Al- I'm also Matt. <laughs> Wait, so Matt, all this time you've also been Genuine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. What a double life, because like different ages and everything. I mean, you I, referenced yeah. him in episode two, so this took a while for you to actually come on here. I've been just kind of reveling. What in a glory. long game! And I mean, <laughs> patience, you know. Which are you? Uh, you're white faced right now, though, right? Jesus. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> last week on Genuine Wrestle Boys, dun, 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 dun. we got a tweet. From Dr. Blurg. We got a tweet. One person tweeted us. Calling us out for... We kind of called them out first. We called them out first. Yeah, Dr. Blurg. And then they called us out. And then we cut a promo on them. Here is their response. Will Dr. Blurg put on his shirt? Find out on this episode of Dragon Ball Z. Oh, wait. Genuine Wrestle Boys. How are we going to find out, though? Like this. Hey, Wrestle Boys. It's Dr. Blur, Vince McMahon, Bran. I go by many names, apparently, according to you. So, you guys called me out on your podcast this week. The podcast that came out about mm, four days late. So, thanks for screwing up my podcast rotation while I take care of orphaned animals. You guys think that you run the wrestling podcast game? But that's mm, simply not the case. Because when I show up on your podcast... Whatever that may be, I'm taking over, and it'll be my podcast. And you guys can maybe guest star every once in a while, except for Isai. He's out. So keep that in mind, and I'll bid you adieu. Goodbye, and good night, bang. What do you got to say to that, Isai? So, Dr. Blurg. First of all, I, I really hope that was super weird for you, Dr. Blurg, to hear your own voice and your ears. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Dr. Blurg, unlike a lot of people, I'm glad you called this out. I don't care what your schedule is. I don't care if you come on this podcast 16 days a year, 365 days a year. You could be Santa Claus and have his schedule in just one day a year. I'm going to call you out. I don't care how many video games you play every day. know how hard that schedule might be. I just know... Every time you come here, every time you grace us with your Twitter presence, I'm going to call you out. Because this isn't Candyland. I'm like nobody you've ever called out before. You can make fun of when we upload our podcast and you can say goodbye. And you can say goodnight. And you can do Kenny Omega's tired ass shtick. I just want you to know that come time for you to guest star and you have a very short time to realize this, I'm going to call you out. Because I'm the best in the world. We're the best podcast going today. And I'm the best guy you've ever called out. And you need to understand, congratulations, Blurg. You graduated from the kitty table, but you just bit off more than you can chew. You're playing Little League with your goodbyes and your bangs and your finalies, and I'm in the big leagues, and I'm swinging for the fences. 
You need to understand that your little jabs and your insults, just kitty games. You can't leave a mark on this Wrestle Boy's face. Come time for you to come on this podcast, understand. When you step on the mic, your arms are just too short to box with God. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Damn. 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 Yeah, and I called in some reinforcements too, so kind of scattered throughout here. Some of my friends, some of my close personal friends are going to come on here. Was the Wrestle Boys faction? Because, uh, well, besides you guys, of course, you guys are always welcome to jump in. But they feel a little slighted because they also, you know, this is their podcast too. And Dr. Blur calling everybody out. They don't like that. Nah, Brett won't shut the fuck up about it. (laughs) He's been just out of his mind. Guess what? He's been bitter about it. Wow, could anybody have ever imagined? <laughs> that's remarkable. It's true. He's actually a little excited. There's actually it, just uh, there's another person. It's a little surprising because they were really busy today, but they wanted to come on real quick and kind of just uh, shoot a little bit about this, if you will. So I'm gonna just kind of hand that over to him. Hey, Doctor Blurg, it's uh, me, Ray Mysterio. So I have to get surgery on my knee today. Then I have to get another surgery tomorrow. Then perform surgery, but. You know, we're going to perform surgery on you because these are the Wrestle Boys and they don't even need surgery on their knees because they got good knees. I might actually take Zach's knee. Looks like a pretty good knee. Uh-huh. But, it's not, right? But, but. but it looks pretty good. Matt has good knees. Hey, Matt, can I have a knee? I would be so honored to give you one of my knees. Well, Dr. Berg, I don't want your knees. And just let you know, I'm going to give you the 619 essay. Damn, Ray. Damn. Thanks, Ray. Yeah. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate that. Good luck, yeah. at, good luck at all in. That match is going to be out of control. <laughs> so uh, they just announced th- this last week on Being the Elite that a match at All In is going to be the Young Bucks and Kota Bushi versus Rey Mysterio, Rey Phoenix, and Bandito. And this is going to be an out of control 30-star match. Some flippy yep. shit. <laughs> the, the ring itself will be doing flips. Yes. Yep. It's going to be great. I don't know if anybody has seen Bandito, but he's been doing some PWG stuff, and he's you know obviously a luchador in Mexico. So y'all just look him up if you haven't and be ready. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Also, they just announced today that best friends are going to be all in, so Hell I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we need to mention Chuck on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Hello, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Chuck. Please listen to I, us. I bought a shirt from you in, at Bola 2016, and you thought it was weird that I liked your best friends like videos. <laughs> we think you're cool, Chuck. So you're cool. Yeah, I own one of your flasks. I bought like multiple things from you, so like you kind of have to say hi to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say hi to us. Has someone here been slighted by Chuck? No, he just tweeted that he only listens to wrestling podcasts if he thinks that they're going to mention him. Oh, Chuck, which, what's up? I, I replied and said, okay, okay. you got yeah. it, bud. Yeah, we'll listen to you. We'll talk to you, Chuck. Top guy. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Real top guy. He met, did he, was it him that wrestled with Kazu? Yeah. Nice. He's going to as well. It's going to be uh, Bull Club versus Chaos at Ring of Honor. I think Death Before Dishonor. Mm-hmm. The weird friends matchup. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, isn't it like Ishii, um, best friends, Rocky Romero and Okada. Yes. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like a high school reunion like 10 years later where none of them look like all of their lives have gone separate ways and it's like, "Oh, we used to be best friends 10 years ago." <laughs> I, I feel like Chuck and Trent are going to like they're going to be like those guys still hang out. They're yeah. like 
uh, Okad is like the guy that kind of still hangs out with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, but then, they see him like every three months and something's different about him each time. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he carrying balloons now? <laughs> He's balloon boy. Yeah, but they're just like all freaked out about it. It's like, why is he wearing real long pants now? We don't get this. What are, what's up with those long boys? <laughs> then Ishii's just their friend that just like their enforcer friend. Mm-hmm. Like he was the bully that like for some reason just like chose them. Like you guys are the guys I'm not beating up. So <laughs> they're like, well, okay, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, we're fine. And Rocky's their dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I got something I want to say to Doctor Blurg. Yeah. Oh. You know what, Doctor Blurg? When you come here on this show, there's gonna be a bucket of poutine waiting for you. You're gonna get some gravy fingies. And a Pepsi. Not in a good way. No. Oh, I thought I thought you were offering up nice niceties. I thought <laughs> no, you were trying to make gravy. Nice. I mean, like, this is a gonna... pause. A pause of the promo. I will be the first to turn and be on his side. So. Oh. I know oh, that. Okay. That's just All how right. I am. Um. He's a turncoat. He's a backstabber. Mm-hmm. Just like Sasha Banks. I just ask Corey Graves. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> After that's all done, and I shove your fingers and fingies into the gravy, yeah. I'm gonna power bomb you into a dumpster full of Pepsi, Boom. and you're gonna fucking drown. Oh wow. shit! You're Whoa. gonna die. Whoa. Death. That's not at all real positive until the end there, because you would just love a dumpster you're full like, of Pepsi. Yeah, I thought I thought you were offering all your favorite things. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you're gonna your fingers are gonna get a little messy, and I'm gonna give you a nice drink, but now you're gonna kill Doctor Blurg, <laughs> and it will end in moita. <laughs> You should, you should hang out with Roman Reigns. He also likes murder. Yeah. So does Braun Strowman. Yeah, and Randall. Yeah, they love murder. I'm a murder boy. Yeah. I guess. Hey, Vince. Oh, no, you wasn't. You. <laughs> How the fuck did you get in my house? We, I well, you know. Car. We put well, salt around all the windows and doors. How did well, you get well, in? Well, you know, actually, uh, he came with me. Oh, I invited you, and I made cl- I made it clear that I didn't want laryngitis here. Yeah, well, it's Johnny Ace. It's John laryngitis. He can't fucking speak. Well, he's uh, Johnny Ace, so that's why I let him come in. He s- I said specifically laryngitis, and I checked his ID. He had a WCW trading card that said Johnny Ace, and he was doing this, <laughs> and he made the same pose, and then I'm like, okay, get in. <laughs> My <laughs> license says radical on it. It's not real. <laughs> Just well, has a picture of you from when you were a dynamic dude. Well, you know, uh, once a dude, always a dude. Well, well, well you know, Johnny, uh, do you have anything to say to to our friend Doctor Blurg? Vince. Yeah. Hi, Vince. <laughs> I love you. Well, you know, uh, Doctor Blurg, Vince, Bran. Um, I think you're a real unsafe worker. You're um, you're not like a Tyson kid or a Pete Dunne who kind of understands psychology. You know, you're just kind of uh, just going in there, running through spots. I think you're. Just like Triple H at best, like four out of ten. I've never seen anything impressive that you've done. Um, and you're going to come on our show. This is uh, Bret Hart and the Wrestling Boys, and you're going to call us out. Well, you're going to be running into a uh, to a reality check there, Dr. Blurg. And if you don't like it, tough shit. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, Bret, you finally got to say the thing that's been on your mind. Uh, well, I have a couple other things in my mind, Matt, but uh, I should just talk to you about it since it pertains to my living situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we'll, we'll hammer that. Yeah, I, I really think you need to invest in uh, some air conditioning. <laughs> I'm used to Canada, a good country where we treat people with respect, not like this this toilet bowl, Idaho. <laughs> I call it Calgary's toilet. <laughs> Idaho's the handle? <laughs> 
I rent, Brent. I'm not going to fucking invest in air conditioning. Well, you have to now since me and Rick are living there. Yeah, he's. You he don't gets, want me to wake him up now, do you? He gets really sweaty and he says some crazy old man shit and <laughs> cries a lot. Yeah, you, I mean, he cries more than I do. Yeah, yeah. your guys' room just sounds like a real I tear fest. I can't cry anymore. <laughs> My face is too tight. All of your moisture is dried, has dried up. Just dries your damn personality, Johnny. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Matt, do you have anything to say? Uh, I hate all of this um, <laughs> meanness. I hate all of this anger that's going around. What What do you think about Brain in the Ring? Pretty good. <laughs> that's all I wanted you to say. <laughs> hey, but you know what? It's me, Teddy Hart. I'm the past president and future of wrestling and Dr. Blurg, Dave Batista wouldn't buy you an omelet. Oh, shit, dude. He would buy almost anybody an omelet. Yeah, but he bought me an omelet, and I'm yeah. Teddy Hart, the craziest motherfucker in wrestling, and Dr. Blurg, nobody would buy you an omelet. Yeah. Well, Brand, he... it's John. Hello. Okay. I just want to say, you seem like a fine American. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Good Short old John. And sweet. That was. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not plugging that Bumblebee movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, all great Americans. Should go see the Bumblebee movie. <laughs> Wait. What if he doesn't? I feel like your biggest market, though, is like China for Transformers films. Well, I don't think we do great numbers here at Genuine Wrestle Boys in China. So <laughs> I have a separate event to That's go to. That's pretty fair. That. It's fairly accurate. I don't know yeah. how you're getting access to these numbers. but <laughs> Yeah, we don't even have them. Um, John Cena. I think he has access to whatever <laughs> he wants. Uh, I have lots of numbers. How many? 69. Nice. Oh, that's the number. Guys, John that's Cena just single, smiled. Single Johnny. That's, single Johnny. That's some of my patented John. It's the nature boy. Yes, Anthony. Me and, single John, me and single Johnny can be out of the town. Oh, God. Rick. He'd be styling and profiling. I love that we have, uh, we're tied for championships. And yeah, uh, I tied, will love uh, breaking that record someday. And Dr. Berg, you can't get one over on the wrestling boys or the nature boy. When you actually can't go over at Charlotte, she's just like my baby girl. She's just so good. She's right behind you, Doctor Park. <laughs> Rick, 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 pull it together. Rick, may I just say, woo. <laughs> Yo, and John, let's get out of here. Let's go style profile. I got my limousine right there. Let's get going. You guys can go to Cowgirls. It's right around the corner. Oh, believe me, we've been to Cowgirls. Got kicked out of there already today. <laughs> gonna have to call Nikki and Bree's mom to see if I could go, but I'll do it. I'm gonna call her mom too. <laughs> it's a nature boy. Oh, Space Mountain. <laughs> She's I got a fast pass to Space Mountain. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's good, Rick. That's a good one. Well, Rick, that was a sick burn on Doctor Blur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so maybe think about that next time you start talking shit. Yeah, Dr. Blurg. So what do you got to say, Blurg? Yeah, Blurg. Let us know. Yeah, you cut 10 promos. <laughs> yeah. You cut 10 different... You want a promo marathon like we did? Yeah, because we both. Hell, we ain't even bringing another gun later on. Who knows? Yeah, this yeah. is not it. This isn't over. Yeah. This In is... like 20 minutes, we'll like remember an impression that one of us does. I mean, yeah. a friend that we can call. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I, th I think I have a couple left in the in the bank, so... Yeah. Hell, anybody Canadian, really. That just sounds yeah, like yeah. Bret Hart. <laughs> like Tyson Kidd. Yeah. He, he sounds like Bret Hart. Yeah, I bet. Dr. Blurg.
It's oh my you. God, it's him. yourself. <laughs> I hate that you outed me. Wait. Now that I'm not the real Vince. Because <laughs> oh you're the real Vince. <laughs> Stay crap? This is getting some. This, is getting this one's meta. bad. No, no, no. I don't no, do. No, no, no. I don't do impressions very well. None of us do. Yeah. We just have friends. We just have friends that show up. Yeah. Like that person. <laughs> yeah, that's whoever they are. It's non-Vince. <laughs> it's Vince, but like with quotations around it. Yeah. So it's the. Uh, it's a. Uh, Lince. Lince. Okay, maybe we should talk about uh, wrestling. Yeah. Um, Let's let's get into raw. Yeah, let's, let's do it to it, Lars. Um, <laughs> do it, Lance. I didn't. I'm not gonna pull up like what happened, but I have some notes. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Um, Lesnar is officially the biggest heel because he eats his steak medium well, like a fucking coward. I don't think he eats steak at all anymore because I saw that picture of his teeth, <laughs> and they're terrifying. <laughs> they're not existent anymore. His entire his entire row of bottom teeth are one centimeter big. Jesus. Well, he asked Heyman to get him a medium well steak. Heyman chooses food for him. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's also a hunter. And I feel like if you hunt animals, that you should love them and cook them the right way and respect them. So if you eat... I, I want you to just go ahead and tell that to Brock. <laughs> I'll tell him to his face. <laughs> and then he will eat you medium well. Yeah. <laughs> He is a fucking scary guy. He, he really is. He's terrifying. Hearing him talk for I that much look, was so unsettling. It was weird so to have long. him talk so much. I wish they would have gotten tapped into this character like maybe before WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it was, there were some weird moments. Uh, there was a We Want Roman chant because of this. I think, uh, I think some of that was Roman. I think a lot of that was actually Strowman and people like. Oh. I think it was mixed and it made it sound like the Roman chants were louder because some people were chanting Strowman. Oh, and really? Also, people were saying, no, we don't mm -hmm. as a response. Yeah. yeah, but I was also noticing that. I think people, I, I think this match is building God, to. That's to why they got Strowman over. So then when some people are chanting, we want Strowman, it sounds like Roman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, there are definitely people chanting for Roman, which is still wild. Like, that's well, unbelievable. I mean, a Cavs fan, we all went to that thing. Some girl cried when Roman Reigns yeah. came out. It's true. And her, and her mom and Roman Reigns grandpa. is for the children. Yeah. Well, they all cried for even him. Even then, though, like, casual fans still, like, kind of boo him a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's They've like caught on to it. People well, like aren't what you're know. supposed to do is boo Roman. It feels like I, well, I don't think anybody it, wants to. I do. I I don't like. There's no reason to. There's a lot of reason to. He's good at his job. Suffer and suck attached, son. <laughs> Gator tots. Mm, I love tots. I don't know what I'm you're talking. Fry guy. So, like, so Are I'm you? Like, yeah, I really am. All right. Or wedges. Give me fucking wedges or house chips. Steak fries. Oof. Idaho podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fry sauce, huh? I hate fry sauce. Okay. Misa like, like, hates condiments. I hate mayonnaise. Except catchy, barbecue sauce. And catchy and buffalo. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I my, my favorite part of Raw this week was probably Roman just having a heated discussion with his boss. Like, when are you gonna do your job? Because I have had those conversations with my boss. When, when is Roman gonna do his? He's trying. No. He lost. There's no reason why he should have even had that championship match at Greatest Royal Rumble. He didn't do his job. He lost to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. 
End of story. New person comes and fights because Roman failed. Well, ideally. And then he failed again at Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, he can say, no, well, he won. This, this, and this happened. But at the end of the day, the win, the record book will state Brock Lesnar won. Roman, you failed every time. Get out. Yeah. He cannot enjoy having to have to keep going out and doing this. No, but he was probably sick of it. No, he definitely has to be because, like, everybody's sick of it. Yeah. Like, he's I doing think, his best. I think a big part of like why you always hear he's like such a locker room leader and like people in the company like respect him so much is because he keeps doing this. Like, it's not just he, like grits his teeth and like fuck, he, I guess. He, because he like knows that like he just has to keep doing it and doesn't complain. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a company. I, man. I'm sure that he like gets pretty pissed off about this. Like he's been in the business long enough to know how shitty this is. How yeah. fucking weird is it to come out to a chorus of booze at the beginning of the show and then be like, I always get such a great reaction here in Florida. <laughs> Gotta give you a big shout out. Well, that's why he says reaction. Doesn't say like yeah. anything else. Cause he's yeah. pretty much saying like, Hey, like, yeah, he's like, you guys are always loud. At least. <laughs> yeah. He can't roll with it. Like John Cena can. Yeah, John Cena could roll with it, and he could, at the end of it, like end of his promo, kind of turn at least like thirty percent of like the people booing him. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Hey, you know what? God damn it, that was good." Yeah. Everybody at the end of it's like, "Oh, fuck Roman." Still, people who say "fuck Roman" still say "fuck Roman." Whereas before, like with John Cena, I remember even me begrudgingly being like, "God damn it, that was a good John Cena promo." <laughs> and then he like started backing up with the matches too, like, yeah. like in Roman's matches aren't bad; they're just the same generic like it's that main event wwe style that's mm-hmm. like and because he's in the same matches all the time it's even more generic yeah yeah very true uh the constable um furthered his character by becoming a cop caller yeah yeah that's true <laughs> that's true i like how their thing was like all right let's see what have we done lately finn and baron okay let's do it again yeah, Here's, let's just keep doing it. You gotta get Baron his win back. Yeah, yeah that was so dumb. I was hoping so much for Finn to just like move on. But it's like, nope, it's the summer. You literally don't move on from feuds over the summer. Nope, nope. Um, and then this is a weird question I had: Are refs and medical professionals the same thing? Because when uh, they do always carry on, whoever in their was pockets. it, Finn that got beat up. They're, so they're they're not refs; they're officials. Okay. So it makes it seem like they kind of have a little bit more like backstage type things. Yeah, they, they were just, really don't. They were just checking press. on them like they're doctors. They're not doctors. They're WWE officials. Okay. They got to look like they know what they're doing out there. Yeah. That was just a check, the question I had. Hey. Uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah. Great this week. I love him groveling. He is and so just... good at everything he does. Yeah. And I'm glad he got to do a little bit more than just his... Ladies and gentlemen, shtick. Yeah. Which, I like how he did it differently. Which is fine. When he and came then, out like, defeated. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah great. it's because he's a dynamic character and he is not scripted. They let him do what he does mm-hmm. and he does it very well. Yep. And he played that part so well, turning on Brock, then smiling and being like, ha ha, he's out here. Like, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. 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 And then like, being so scared, be like, oh, you're hurting me. I can't breathe. Like, yeah. Katie, who's not usually a... a uh, an advocate and of ad- the advocate. Yeah, yeah, he's not a not a big she's not a big Paul E fan. Like oh, she's even, not a Paul Heyman guy. No, but this week she was straight up like, "Damn, Paul Heyman is good." Um, go back and watch uh, for for Katie. Have her watch some of the stuff that he did with CM Punk. Yep. Or like with like Brock Lesnar before, especially with the Undertaker mm-hmm. storyline. He is so good. Yeah. yeah, I just I love him him groveling and then like 
Um, yeah, backed in a corner, Paul is my favorite Paul. Yep. Like, like with Samoa Joe, like when he was in the ring, kind oh of that God, promo yeah. with Joe. And that was like, so good. Oh, I love that. Was a great promo by both of them. Mm. But yeah, that was a good time. And uh, Paulie's a great character, and I hope, I hope he sticks around. Like put him with anybody. Well, put him with Joe. Like put him with somebody. Because mm-hmm. I, I want Paulie. I feel like this is the building of. Brock is actually leaving. Yes. And then they're going to find someone else for him because he's a weasel who wants to keep his job. Mm-hmm. So he'll go to anyone they give him. Well, they're leave, what's nice is that they left the door open for Paulie to come back. Right. Yeah. And so by kind of separating Brock and Paulie. But dear God, power in heaven, do not fucking put him with Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns. That's what I have written down. <laughs> um, that would cause Roman to go heel. Which they, I don't know if they want to do. I would like that. I just think it would be the most clear. Like, we see what you're doing. It's like everything with Roman right now is like, we see what you're doing. Putting Paul with Roman would be like, we very much see what you are doing. <laughs> well, that would, that would mean he would be going kill, which would be okay. Yeah. Roman, yeah. We, I, you can't be, have a face like... Face care. Paul? No. Well, you kind of can, and it kind of worked, but then you just get the same, like... The you same know he's a, it would last sneaky. like it would work for a month at yeah. most mm-hmm. like like right now he does have some babyface sympathy like after brock beat him up like but at the same time that doesn't last long because that's the moment he talks you want to hate him yeah. he's so good at it well and this is a weird thing i kind of like him with a part-timer i feel like He's utilized the best because he says the same thing every fucking time, and it would be it would get old yeah, quick. Maybe a, less is, a little less well, is more. When he wasn't a, a part timer, and he was coming out almost weekly for for Punk, and he was coming out almost weekly for Lesnar, and when he was with, even with Ryback and Cesaro and like Curtis Axel, he's really fucking good. Yeah, he doesn't have to say the same thing every the time. The only reason he does is because that is the only angle they've been putting. Uh, Lesnar and is that's true the exact same one for like a fucking year and so that's why it seems to be getting gold is because they haven't moved Lesnar like in a year that makes mm-hmm. sense and so uh, I think Paulie is the best person on the bike that WWE has um, close second of course being some Hocho yep. yeah but Paulie is untouchable on the mic yeah, and if anybody has the network do yourself a favor and watch the documentary on Paul Heyman I think Ooh, it's just called great. My Name is my name is. That's what I think it's called. Yeah. It's called Ladies and Gentlemen. Yeah. My <laughs> name is Paul Heyman. It's a real good documentary on him. And Dr. Blurg, I am the advocate for the Russell Boys. So. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Damn. And they're going to be coming for you. That's all he had. Nice. Yeah. We just, you just want to make sure Dr. Blurg knew that he gets paid he by the was wo- our advocate. He gets paid by the word, so we could only, we had a very limited <laughs> amount of We had to tear the mic away from we, him. Uh, yeah. We got him on Cameo. Yeah. <laughs> 75 bucks. Wait, he's on there? I don't know. Oh. I just made that number you know, up. Why did you have to blow the bucks. gimmick? Sorry. Ugh. Guys, from now on, we're kayfabing Ostra on everything. Yeah. <laughs> I have been for years. <laughs> kayfabe, bro. You don't even know my real name. Yes, I do. John Laurinaitis. No. <laughs> I thought it was Jobber Zach Evans. Yeah. That's First name's actually Jack Evans, the wrestler. <laughs> yeah. All of the above. Yeah, the only thing from that segment that, like, it still it drives me crazy. Every single time that Kurt and Brock are in the ring with Heyman and they're having the stare down, like, there's so much history between those two and they refuse to bring it up. Like, oh, yeah. Kurt could so easily, like, have that be part of his promo, like, hey, I have faced off with Brock before. I'm not afraid of him. Maybe he doesn't remember. 
It's I, it's probably I could direct them not to bring it up. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 sure now. But there's so much rich history for them to bring yeah. up, like because people would think that that means maybe Brock and Kurt would have another match, yeah, and that would be terrible. Oh yeah, no, it would it actually shouldn't. be probably a good match because Kurt, like when he turns it on, he can still go. Yeah, but he that can would still be go. bad for him. He would get hurt. Yeah, when you, I don't I don't know. I think they could. I don't, I don't think Brock they could do cares enough to protect Kurt. Am I the only I, one? I think he might protect Kurt. No, there's certain people he respects, and it's uh, guys Kurt's, like Taker. Kurt, mm. uh, he respected Eddie. He respects uh, like guys like that. Mm. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. He, and like he, he does respect people and who Goldberg. can like physically match up with him. And though Kurt can't now, Kurt did beat him in that like really like infamous like backstage amateur wrestling match that yeah. the two of them Kurt had. Like, moves like uh, kind of like how Matt Hardy moves, which is like you got an old man back. <laughs> yeah. yep. you've been at the game for a long time. Like you've his, been in it. His neck can't move side to side. <laughs> so. and I, yeah, he's, he's not, not a, a broken freaking neck. Yeah, but I still I think that Lesnar would protect him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's go on to SmackDown. SmackDown Live. Uh, Carmella almost got me again. Why? I don't know why. why? I, the whole time, because it went on longer than normal. Uh, at the moment she came out, I'm like, oh god damn it! And it, then like, the whole time I'm thinking, oh god damn it! I'm just mm-hmm. waiting, and then I'm like, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I just. I hate her. But I, I do like how you can tell their sincerity in some of those words. Well, because what she was saying was, oh, that's what I knew. It was like, okay, she's going to say some mean shit. Because she was saying all the stuff that she is heavily criticized for online. So it's like whenever they show that much like self-awareness, it's like, oh, yeah, they're just fucking with the fans. It was like really frustrating for me because like I thought it was a really actually like well done promo. Yeah, but it was so her obvious, best promo. Yeah, it totally it's so was. obvious what's going to happen. Yeah. It, which the, is like. It kills Every single ounce of anything that Proba could bring. Yeah, yeah, like the fact that they keep doing this shit with her and Alexa. Like, it's you the same the thing. You have the same champ on both fucking brands. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, Carmella is much better at delivering that promo than Alexa is because yeah. she actually seems sincere at first. Like, I think she can tap into that, but you still know it's happening. Well, probably her yeah, as a Alexa, person was probably sincere. Alexa's really good at being sarcastic with it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, it just, I don't know. It got me for a second. I I'm knew, I knew it was gonna change. No, but I was I'm, like, I'm with you. I I'm felt just it. so sick of the exact same thing on both shows. Oh, of and course. Both titles just being held up by people who fucking can't work, and we're in like the middle of everybody trying to like, like bring up like the women's division and be like, this is like where it's at, and we have this pay per view coming up, and then we have a fucking match like the main event, which. Like was Carmella's best match she's yeah. ever had, mm-hmm. but also it was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like it's super frustrating too because of the way like they're booking her in the ring doesn't make sense with her character. Like, there's a spot for her on the show, obviously. Like, yes. and she needs to be like a sneaky, like conniving heel. Like, but she fucking kicked out of a natural selection in that match, clean. Yeah. Like. It should have been, like, they could do that spot, but have her grab the rope or have her, like, have it not be a clean natural selection. Do any of those things, and you can have the same spot, but they're booking her too strong for her own character. Yeah, and they do the same thing with Alexa Bliss, too. Yeah. like. And so when you see it on both shows, it just gets really frustrating. And then when you see the level of talent that they have that they aren't utilizing, like, I'm not even the biggest fan of this person, but, like, Naomi's been fucking absent forever mm-hmm. yeah and she is 10 times the worker carmella is 10 times the character she is it's 10 times the fucking response like where the fuck has she been mm. but we get to see like fucking four carmella segments a goddamn show yeah even like the night before on raw like alicia fox coming back she's in an 
much better worker than Carmella. Like great Northern Light suplex. Yeah, and like she's just much more natural in the ring than Carmella. And she's there's a reason why they're gonna put her with Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. next week. Number mm-hmm. one, she can take the loss, and number two, because she's a competent worker that can get through this match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, even yeah, though, it's uh, just wild. Yeah. Uh, the promo that Becky cut on SmackDown, I thought was really, really good. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even promo, just the interview that she did with Renee in the ring. But, like, she just sounded so sincere, so confident, so cool. You know how fucking well she can wrestle. This is somebody they've actually done a really good job with because she quietly just beat everybody in the division. Mm. And then at the end of it said, hey, I should get a shot. I've beaten everybody. And they're like, yeah, that's how you fucking build up a baby face. Yeah. Yeah. She won, and now it's time for her to get a shot. That's how you build up a contender. Well, mm-hmm. and like we were talking about a couple weeks ago about the baby face thing, an era of like relatability and realness. Like when she was asked, like, hey, what do you think about your friend Charlotte potentially being added to this match? She's like, honestly, like, kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah, sucks. And it was a real thing. She's like, you can see her. She was mad that. Like Charlotte, like I like, want well for my friend, but that like, puts yeah, me in a shitty cool, situation. Like, sucks for me. Like yeah, fuck, like, fuck I rem- me, right? I remember like one time, like I interviewed for the same job as a friend, and they got it, and that was like the feeling I had. Like I was like, well, I really wanted this job, but I'm not mad at my friend. Like yeah, I'm happy yeah, for you, sucks, but, but like, and like they've done such a good job of building her. So they made like made her seem like a real relatable person, mm. and, and I just they don't really do that too much. I really just hope don't that they don't this up. fuck this up. Like the inserting Charlotte yeah. thing, like if they do it right and have that just be an added layer to keep building Becky as a baby face and you don't even have to turn Charlotte heel. It's just another frustration for her yeah. to get over and like overcome. So do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? The three way at some I'd rather have it be like a one-on-one and have Becky just win. Yeah. And then, then like, what would have been really cool is, like, the night after, like, have Charlotte come back and yep. you can really set it is, up. Are they doing this so there's a good women's match on that card? Oh, yeah. They're going to mm-hmm. get the belt off of Carmella and Alexa. Yeah, and I think them putting Charlotte in it is, like, now there's two good workers in the ring at SummerSlam. They're yeah. Well, and at SummerSlam, like, they're like, okay, so if we have Becky and Carmella, this is going to be a one-star match, so if we had Charlotte... Shit can Carmelo early, and then we'll have at least like a three star match. Mm. Like at least be somewhere yeah. somewhat decent. Yeah. Is is Charlotte going over though? Hard to say. I yeah. might, they might. need to put Becky over, but yeah. Yeah. I guess is Charlotte's gonna go over and then that'll be the chase to evolution. It'll be Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that was like my thinking of it is that they're gonna have Charlotte pin Carmella, but Becky be the strongest one in the match and then Becky Chase it to Evolution. She is, like, the Seth Rollins of the women's division, like, always the strongest. Like, when Seth, before Seth was champion, when he was, like, in that Iron Man match for an hour. Yeah. Like, I feel like Becky has that spot. The, like, mid-card, like, number one person. Like, the the workhorse. Yeah. The, like, it's an unfortunate comparison, but the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division. Like, the 2012 Dolph Ziggler. mm, (laughs) Like, always putting on amazing matches, but just, like, not... Pushing yeah, yeah or reason. like Bret Hart before he won the world title the first time, like just in the Intercontinental match with like Heading and like Roddy Piper and Davy Boy just putting on these fucking clinics. But and I have a question: When was the last time Oscar was on uh, TV? Been a couple weeks. She was on last week. She was, yeah, was oh, she? Yeah, she was. I guess she who? beat uh, Billy Kay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. She's out a week off. But you know, I guess like if you get rid of Carmella in this match, it'll be fine because. Charlotte and Becky are really good. Yeah, yeah the champ needs to be there, but you know, <laughs> it's just the like... nature boy. I think it's great they're putting in my baby girl, Charlotte. What, what would you think the, if they put? Oh, would the you? Best. Would you still be happy if they put it on Becky? Yeah, no, I think uh, brother, 
They could put it on any of I kissed Becky Lynch once. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Extreme Rules 2016. I'm I sorry. I can't tell you she uh, she just made the long list of everybody okay. I've kissed. It was <laughs> real gross. Uh, that's you think, brother. Everybody wants to ride Space Mountain. <laughs> I don't, no. I don't think she did. I don't. No. I don't it's really. the oldest rap but the longest line. I'm sorry I asked you any question. Go <laughs> up, Matt. You can go to hell. <laughs> uh, going back to that Renee Young interview, she introduced some math talk on SmackDown. This was a math-heavy episode. They brought up math a lot. Scott Steiner's coming back. I really, <laughs> I really wish like Scott Steiner was R- back. Renee oh. Young did like a nod to that promo. Wait, what was the math thing? Maybe they cut out all math from Hulu. No, because no, I only watched it on Hulu. Hulu. Oh, did yeah. they? Oh, she like she talked about like she's like, well, if they add Charlotte to this, like that changes your chances. Like oh, the yeah, math yeah, yeah. there, thirty-three and a third percent chance of winning. You take that thirty-three and a third. S- Samoa Joe just walks by in the background. Kurt Angle knows you can't beat me, so he's not having a good try. So Kurt Angle's there at SmackDown for some reason, like hanging out in the background with Samoa Joe, like <laughs> just doing the math, like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the numbers um, don't lie, and they spell disaster for you. That's sacrifice. Yeah, this is another thing I wrote down. Samoa Joe back at it again with the fire promo. Uh, <laughs> the internet. <laughs> he's the best wrestling promo right now as yep. far as like actual wrestler, not like Paul Heyman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's believable. He, his delivery is better than anybody. It's yep. not like they give him like a ton better of material. He just mm. can turn chicken shit into chicken salad yeah, every time. Like, this one, the one this week, like felt it a little bit more scripted to me. Like, cause just like words that are in there that sometimes aren't for him. Yeah. But he still delivered it. Perfect. Exactly. He still feels like this fucking just threatening ass fucking ass beater. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's something that's like probably... I mean, AJ Styles prides himself. I mean, he has his fucking kid's birthdays tattooed on his goddamn rib. My goddamn kid's birthdays on my side. So yeah, like, it, was, it was close to the punk uh, Mysterio promo. Yeah, like, to, to attack him, like just attacking the, his children at the home, kind of a thing. Like that's like, something that's probably like would actually but strike Triple a bit H of a when chord. He went and attacked Randy Orton at his house mm-hmm. and his fake wife. <laughs> they just have the match at AJ Styles' house. Oh, God, my trampoline. Here's my video games. <laughs> my video games. Don't hit. Don't, don't hit, hit my Xbox. Don't hit, hit my son's Xbox. Hit my son's. If you break my Xbox controller, I will rage quit this match. <laughs> God. <laughs> and also, Dr. Blurg, you can't beat the Wrestle Boys. That's from the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Thanks, AJ. Yeah. Genuine Wrestle Boys is the house that AJ Styles walked into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he didn't build this house. No. We're a, we're a round earth. Is this a Hubble home? We're a round earth house. <laughs> it's a Corey Barton home? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Derek's house like that. I would not. <laughs> I would never. That's rude. I would never. I would not mean that as an insult. And, uh, they cut corners. Another thing. I didn't uh, know that. Doctor Blurg, it's the game. Triple H. It's letting you know you're never gonna get your invite to NXT. Oh damn. You're never damn. gonna be assigned because you know what? I may be the creator there, but you're calling out the Russell Boys, and that means I gotta be the destroyer. I'm gonna destroy you. Yeah. Damn. Thanks, Trips. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about the G1 standings. Okay. How many, is undefeated. How many days do we have left? Uh, I think only like three shows left. Okay. I think they did, just did day thirteen. Whatever that means. Yeah. You know, and we are. 
two I, days away from what I'm the most excited for, and that's Kenny versus Ishii. I think a good match. I think yeah, there's there's that match. Then we have Kenny and Coda, and then you have the finals. Yeah, Damn. I guess Kenny and Coda's gonna be. So there. Kenny and Coda are on show? opposite blocks, right? No, they're no, on the same, same block. but they're okay. fighting each other the, the last night. Okay, I mean well, making out. It'll, it's gonna be actually, especially with the promos that they've been doing, Kota wants to win, mm-hmm. and so I think he's gonna be the one to go a little harder than Kenny, break his streak on the tournament, maybe. Yeah, he's gotta. That's why it's gonna be really cool because it's like if Kota beats him, then, then they they would be if both of them are undefeated until then, and Kota wins, it'd be tied, but Kota would have the tiebreaker. Exactly. Yeah. So the standings currently. Um, do you want me? Should we just talk about the important ones? Stand- just go to the, just do the whole stand. Yeah, do the thing. Okay. <laughs> well, at two we got Yoshihashi and Toroyano. Oh, the fact that Yoshihashi has a win is fucking mind blowing. Who the fuck did he beat? I don't remember <laughs> or care. Uh, at probably Hangman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did not have a great tournament. Uh, he before you get going. Yeah, no. he had a great tournament wrestling wise. Yeah, he like. Everybody was like, fuck yeah, Hangman rocks. Like, mm. I love what Tanahashi said about him. He's too good for Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we got, at four points, we got Hangman Page. Hangman. Uh, Togi Makabe, Tamatanga, Juice Robinson, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto. I all got him, four points. I loved in the, uh, I think it was Kenny and um, Goto? Uh, Juice match. And he was like, I'm 0-3, goddammit! And like, <laughs> went to go like take his head off with the move. Uh, at six points, we got Elgin, uh, Bad Luck Fale, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., and Sonata. Was it... Uh, um, Sonata's had a good show, but I just wish he had like any charisma. Yeah. Any. Any just charisma. A little bit, just like a smidge. Yeah. Was it Elgin that... Um, Suzuki talked about his short neck. That Okada was talking about when he was like, he's just a dumb muscle, muscle also, guy. Yes. <laughs> all, all of them are cutting wild promos on Elgin, which is so fucking good. Just fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like shit. they are all just like, fuck this guy. Like, fucking hate this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck him. At eight fuck points, him. we got Minoru Suzuki, Evil, and Koto Ibushi. Uh, at 10 points, we got Jay White, Tetsuya Naito, and uh, Okada. Um, right now, Okada might be my favorite I've ever seen him. He's very great. I mean, right now. not as no, I know what you mean as a character. Yeah, I agree. He's so he's having so much fun. He doesn't have to carry the company anymore. That's true. He's like, like a little more unpredictable. He was incredible at his last job, but now that he can just like goof off and be balloon boy and. Yes, Scooby Dooby Doo. I I like him better as have getting everybody at least a four star match. Yeah, because it's New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, Isai, are you trying to make him cry? Because he's not gonna cry. He's a big boy. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's that's when I enjoyed o- Okada the most because like you can't tell me that like his two matches with Kenny and then his match was like Shibata and like all these other matches he had like with Suzuki and even with fucking Bad Luck Filet of Fish like. <laughs> Like they weren't just an awesome run, mm-hmm. and so I, it's I can't say that like this one. While I think it's awesome, and you could tell he's having a great time. That run's just untouchable. No, it, yeah. it definitely oh, yeah. is. Like in the ring, this is just so weird and fun and so different. Like, also the fucking promo he cut on Marty Skrull on being the elite is oh, was, one of the funniest things I've it ever. It was heard. really funny. Is he's it, short. He's short. <laughs> is he junior heavyweight? 
<laughs> Maybe last match before goes to 205 Live. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But I would love to see him on 205 Live. He'd be sick. Marty. Yeah. They wanted him for the UK tournament last year no. on the Cruiserweight Classic. It's. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. It's slightly more likely in the next couple of years now because, you know, Diana Prazo's. He'll probably go. <laughs> is you know in the company and they're they're dating. So no 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 offense to him, but he's gonna get ricocheted. Mm-hmm. Ricochet yeah. was slotted as a junior, and he would kind of do some things with Tanahashi, and kind of do some things with Taguchi. But he was a junior. Mm-hmm. That's all he was gonna be in New Japan. Yeah, mm-hmm. this girl, is a junior. That's all he's gonna be. Yeah, in New he's Japan. very small. Like he is tiny. Like. The thing that's going to keep him from going for a while is how much merch he's selling right now because mm-hmm. he's constantly among the top of the Bullet Club, which is at the top of the world. Like, Damn. He's like selling up there with the Young Bucks. Like, it's all those fucking umbrellas. And just that Villain Club shirt is like... I see that one a lot. Too. That's yeah. the only shirt that's like broken the Young Bucks streak at top of pro wrestling tees in like that's the last wild. year. So. The one I have is very comfy. But Thank you. He's, he's uh, at a level. And especially in a group, mm-hmm. which he's in, which has done great for him, he's at a level there. He's, yeah, he's at a level there, and like he, he's the guy that takes the pins a lot, like in like the bigger matches. And uh, unless he's in there with Chase Owens, mm-hmm. like he'll be the guy taking the. Fight. Yeah, and yeah. he already lives in America. Like now, like Deanna Prazo is going to be in WWE. So if they stay together, that's just like an obvious thing. Like mm-hmm. eventually, he's going to want to. There's only go so there. far he can go. Yeah, he has a he has a ceiling. In those companies, which sucks, and it sucks to say, but like a guy like Ricochet, who's a bit bigger than him and is a little bit more athletically gifted than him, had a ceiling. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, just imagine the villain showing up at a takeover. Yeah. Like that's the kind yeah. of like impact he could have because it would be huge. Like we got character. How, we got to see how this NXT UK like thing is gonna go. Mm. They just had the tapings and everything for. So if they make a big push with that, then. There'll be some big time stuff. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't be the villain, though, could he? Yeah, he owns he that. Owns that gimmick. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, nice. He took that from like Ring of Honor and Independence and took it to New Japan. Like, oh, it's yeah. not a New Japan gimmick. They started doing it before he was a uh, party party. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, and then at the top of the blocks, 12 points each, we got Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kenneth Omega. Tanahashi has one loss and Kenny Omega has zero. Wait, then how do they have the same amount of points? They're that was before, off. yeah, it was before Kenny Omega's last match. Okay. Okay. Which he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a day off. Yeah. A block, B block. Nice. I've been really liking the G1. I've watched a lot more wrestlers that I normally kind of don't, don't pay a lot of attention, like Hiroki Goto. I, it's, he's another guy that's slotted, but he's very good and he's very capable in the ring. And he's been having amazing matches. Yeah. He is like, he's one of those guys that's like, he's almost like the New Japan version of Randy Orton, where it's like, he is so competent and in there with the right person, it can be an amazing match. He just doesn't have much that pushes through on his own. Yeah. But yeah. he's so solid. Like, the, like, yeah. Ooh, like saying, calling him up the Randy Orton kind of makes a lot of sense. Who gets that a bit too is actually Okada. Mm hmm. Because sometimes, like, everything he does is so fluid and smooth that it seems like he doesn't try. Yeah. yeah. And for most of his run, he was being the babyface for, like, the heel to be doing the cool shit yeah. around. Like, he's the perfect template for, a perf- like, an amazing match. Yes. Yeah. And Sonata is someone that I haven't watched a lot of. He's, but he's just doing really, great, really good. But like I said before, if only he had any charisma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild because, like, he's part of LIJ, which is, like, 
the most the charisma, charisma team. team. Only like, well, two of them have a lot of charisma. It's true. At the very top, there's a lot I guess of charisma. When I think of LIJ, I think of Hiromu and I think of Naito. But even so. like Evil, very little charisma, but his gimmick at least has like a charisma about it. Bushi you know? sucks. People love Bushi, Evil. Bushi sucks. But at least he has like the mask and the mist and stuff. Like Sonata just they has all his have, hair. They all have gimmicks at least to cover up like their flaws, which is no charisma. <laughs> Yeah, it's not as hairy. Sonata cool. just has tall hair, but then that doesn't help anything. Yeah, yeah, just has tall hair. Yeah, and he's like, seems like the most like likable dude in real life. Like yeah. recently, he was like tweeting about like, hey, adopt, don't shop for your pets. Aww. Yeah, he's a good looking like, guy. Just yeah. zero charisma. Maybe he has great charisma outside the ring. He's got to bring that in. Yeah, bring it in. Just talk room, about brother. rescue dogs. I'll vote. For, I mean, I'll fucking cheer for you. I'll vote for you. Fuck yeah. it. That's a good gimmick for me. How are you going to vote for him? Wait. I don't know. That would be Dr. Blurg's gimmick. Well. Dr. Blurg, are you Sonata? Because you have zero charisma. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you charisma vacuum. That, no. That promo was great. It was fire. Yeah. Yeah. I like Kenny Omega knockoffs just as much as the experts. Oh, and what are you doing, Isai? CM Punk knockoffs. Why are you calling me out? At least I have, at least I have a knockoff. Derek is turning. It's true. I don't got shit. Yeah, you can't even rein us in. I just, <laughs> you can't talk shit on someone for doing the same thing you're doing. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you can. Have you watched wrestling? Have you watched, <laughs> have you watched any wrestling? No, I, this has been a lie. This whole podcast. I haven't watched one match. What's a wrestle? I'm just trying to ride the middle, and then whoever wins, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I was with you the whole time. Matt, dude. you got to be on our side here because he's calling out all the wrestling boys. Yeah. I, I kind of put us in this position here. Yeah, that's true. I'm but gonna... I am. I brought in all of our friends. They, they yeah. gave me cut promos for us. That's true. Just, just so you guys know, this is what you do when you send somebody a free shirt for enjoying you and you try to be nice to them even if you do send the shirt a month late yeah. and then um, they call you out because they don't wear it like, yeah what are you doing they bro? haven't worn it and, and they the, even subtweet us about it the, like, yeah, they, the lesson they in all of this dr blur didn't even at us the lesson at genuine wrestle boys. the lesson in Piper, all of at wrestle boys cast yeah whatever we all of this the lesson <laughs> is if you interact with us on social media we will devote an entire couple episodes to you <laughs> yeah yeah i will yeah, so just interact with us. Yeah, and help us in this fight against Dr. Blurg. Tweet Dr. Blurg. Hey, Dr. Blurg, I got another thing for you. Uh-oh. SummerSlam, the podcast before. We usually record this on Thursdays, just saying. Um, come on, we'll make our own SummerSlam, the Russell Boys cast, Summerfest. Brought to you by Jeremy Piven. <laughs> <laughs> Boys Summer. <laughs> At the Summerfest. What a fucking shit show the guest host era of Raw was when Jeremy Piven was the guest host when he was doing that fucking used car dealership movie. Yeah. And like he called Summerfest. Do the hard, sell hard? God. Yeah. And you're going to be facing him at the Summerfest. SummerSlam. <laughs> the we Festival our, of Summer. We call ours Boy Slam. Yeah. yeah Jeff Boy Harvey Slam. at Summerfest. Fucking Mike Adamley, yeah. Um, oh, you know what I was thinking of yesterday? Summer, uh, Jeff Boy Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You should tweet that at James Vanderbeek because yeah. he'll make a very good Photoshop. He will. Um, but yeah, the summer, the, the summer boys fest. Yeah. I'm calling you out then. That's when. That's when we are inviting you to be on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Book your flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe we can just like Skype him in. Yeah, I did some oh, research. Okay. Okay. Put him up on the Tron. <laughs> okay. Put, okay. Put up on the jumbotron. Yeah. Yeah. 
Blurg. You know, we probably probably could put him on the TV. So the Boytron. <laughs> the Boytron six thousand. You're on the Wrestle Boytron. But no, uh, Blurg, if you got the guts to come on here with the creator and the destroyer. <laughs> and well you know the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be will be here too. And the nature boy! <laughs> He might not be here anymore. We don't know yet. He'll be here. <laughs> um, alright. I think I got surgery that day on my left knee. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Well, if you can make it, though. You, you can know, do you it can to fix... yourself here. It's fine. Actually, I was going to just have my surgery at your house, Oster. That's fine. Okay. Come in, Doc. <laughs> Dr. Amon over here. He's about to sue all of us. Oh, no. <laughs> Get fucked. <laughs> Get fucked, Amon. Amon? Um, Amon? How do Amen? you say it? I think it's Amon. Amon? A man? <laughs> Doctor a man? Doctor a man. It's like Joey Fatone. Yeah. How do you say it? Is it fat one? Is it Fatone? I think it's I think it's fat one. Yeah. All right. Um, you want to talk about Drake Maverick? So I was watching uh, 205 Pounds Life this yeah. week, <laughs> and he is like storyline wise, and just the way they present his character, he's the best authority figure in WWE, like hands down. Oh yeah. So like um. They did a contract signing that didn't get out of control. It was weird, <laughs> but they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, he books matches every week. He, like essentially, it seems like he tries to get every talent what they want. He makes sure those shenanigans are really happening and matches he books. Like there isn't like a bunch of fuck things that happen. Yeah, like if there's like a screw job finish to a match, like the next week it's like, oh, everyone else is banned from ringside and it'll be a rematch. Like that happened this week. Or like, like if like when the Lucha House Party was like having business with like other factions like with like Kendrick and Jack Gallagher wanna know what they did? They just then just had a big match. Yeah. It's like okay if you guys want to get involved, you guys are all involved now. One big match. And then this week, like Cedric Alexander was getting his uh butt handed to him after his hard fought victory against the Brian Kendrick, the man with the plan. And he came out Ran into the ring, stepped up to Gulak and Gallagher and Kendrick and said, no, you guys get the hell out. If you want your shot, you got to leave. And so they left. He actually went out there and protected his guys, made sure there was order. He's the best authority figure in wrestling mm, yeah. right now. What do you, what do you make of, uh, of uh, William Regal? Uh, he's also very good, but he's been gone for a while. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't do much except be backstage. You know what, though? He was in that He video. was actually really sick for a while. He yeah. looks sick. Like, is he, like, really, really sick? He was. Aww. But he's good now. Yeah. Is he okay? Cool. Because back on. That's why he's back on TV. Well, even when he was on TV this last week, Katie and I were both like, he looks. Yeah, he looks rough, but he's like on the mend, which is good. Yeah, Hell he's on yeah. the upswing. So, I like him as well. But um, he's also a little hot-headed sometimes. Like within kayfabe, like the War Games match last year was literally like undisputed I can't era. Like control you guys. So like fuck you. It's yeah. like when it comes to Adam Cole, he's just like fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then other times I do like because he has this aura of like he is an authority figure and like. People want to try to screw him over, but they know they can't get one over on Regal because he is the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. So the the oh my god, I just thought about the fact if Marty Scroll does go to NXT and Regal's still there, <laughs> just ultimate villain versus ultimate villain, <laughs> yeah. just trying to out villain each other. Might be the best. The GMs on Two Hundred Five Live and on NXT are both really good. Yeah. And the one thing they have in common, not Triple H, it's a British accent. Yeah. And I think that's what makes you a good manager. 
So does Paige. <laughs> oh my God, Kurt Angle needs to get a British accent. No, <laughs> oh my Paige, God, Paige, he would fucking. Paige is not bad. Oh, broken for good luck. I don't know what that was. <laughs> That's if Kurt Angle tried to have a British accent. <laughs> you just, you um, just, Paige in storyline has been a very bad GM. Yeah, Paige. she was great at first, and then they kind of killed, like stopped. Yeah, letting her be good. Paige here. Paige here. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige here. Carmella, you're gonna have to fight 40 people because <laughs> you're mean to me. But who are some who are some of the like best GMs, like of all time? Honestly, like uh, Vince, right? No. no, no. He's a poor like. He was an authority figure, but like he was the owner of the company. But his gimmick, which was actually so different than what they do for Stephanie, was. The joke was almost always going to end up being on him because he was yeah. okay with being the butt of the joke. Okay. I think Mick Foley, Mick Foley as a GM is it was really cool. Yeah, I liked him because like he never let the bad guys really push him around. And but he was he, like a silly character. And he would fr- frustrate them with yeah. him, like, him being so silly. Yeah. Um, I liked um, Austin when he was with Bischoff because it was a good having two of them. Mm. Oh, Austin was? Austin he was, was the, the sheriff, sheriff and Bischoff was the GM. Yeah. Is that this constable thing? Are they trying to call back to that? Yes. Okay. Uh, kind of. Kind of. But... It's not going to work as well because no. it's not Steve no. Austin. But it's like one They're both a, bald. One was a human. They are one doing was it. A face. And so like having them like Eric Bischoff like trying to go like, with the heels and like Austin like coming and like saying no, 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 no. That's not how things are done. Like that was a cool dynamic. Mm. Um, Speaking of Steve Austin, I told this like what? old, uh, what oldish lady I work with. She what? saw my Austin three sixteen cup. She's super religious, and she was like, um, "Wait, what? What's Austin three sixteen? I was like, "Well, he was fighting a Bible thumper, and um, he said, "You come out here with your drawn three sixteen. Well, Austin three sixteen says I just kicked your ass." And it she was, was like, whooped. It was whooped. Oh, sorry. Common misconception. Paraphrasing, of course. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she Googled him and saw a video. She's also a fucking Trump supporter. Um, She Show him the video. She saw that was one of the first videos. She's like, oh, he's in the ring with that. Do you like that? And I was like, yeah, he beats the shit out of him. He's in the stunner. I do like it. That's the background of my computer. You thump your Bibles with your John 316s. Well, Austin 316 said we just whipped Blurg's ass. Hell yeah. Give me a hell yeah. Pick up a broken skull IPA down at any of the Whole Foods in California. Go to TrueCar. Go to TrueCar.com, Blue Apron, and don't go to Dr. <laughs> What's with all Twitter? these kids on the Razor scooters here in Los Angeles, California? <laughs> Dr. Blurg, what's a Dr. Blurg? <laughs> what's a Blurg? Austin's on our side now. Hell yeah, we got Austin. Who you got, Blurg? Who you got, Blurg? Oh, he has cute puppies. We have Austin. Show him. At 317. Show him, Blurg. Yikes. 317 Gimmick Street. What? I'm getting heated. I want to see the puppies. You sound like Jerry the King. <laughs> I was going to say, calm down, King. The actual dogs. <laughs> Not women. He wants to see dogs and hogs, baby. Hell yeah. Dog or hog. Dog or hog. That's a fun game I used to play where someone would get Snapchats and it'd be a dog or a hog. That was fun. Oh, yeah, you know what? That does seem like common snaps. <laughs> or Brady's butt. Yeah, that was weird. Shout out to <laughs> HeataWrestling.com. Back to Brady's general manager talk. Sorry. 
Um, Ted, Teddy Long was funny. I liked Teddy Long. Because just setting up a tag match player. <laughs> tag, tag match player. Or, you're going to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> holla, holla, holla. I, I wasn't as big a fan of him. I also liked when it was uh, um, fucking Stephanie and Eric Bischoff mm. when they were going against each other. That was very good. Because, also, Heyman versus Bischoff was also really yeah, good. Yeah, I love Paul Heyman, too. It's just like, I liked it because instead of like trying to screw their own talent over, what they were doing was trying to make their shows better than the other one. And then make out with each other <laughs> while uh, Eric Bischoff was wearing a Vince, Vince McMahon mask. mask. <laughs> Dr. Blurg mask, if you will. <laughs> Never explained. Yeah. Just gross. So, and like, then like, at first she's like, no. And then she's like, all right. It's like, wait, you're wearing a costume of my dad? That's my father's mask. That's my father's face. That's my father's kiss. What? <laughs> oh god. Then you remember that Vince was in the room when they producing that. that that scene. I heard that was and his I don't, idea. I have not fact checked this, but wasn't Vince pushing for like an incest yes. angle? Yeah, a couple times. He wanted a couple times. He wanted, like, when yeah, Stephanie he watched his Game of Thrones. Got, when Stephanie actually got this is before Game of Thrones was a show. <laughs> when Stephanie actually got pregnant, he wanted to come out that either he was the father or Shane was the father. That's yep. Fucking weird. Explain yourself, Blurg. Vince, my dude, you need some therapy. Oh, he does. Real talk. Well, I don't think I need therapy, Zach. (laughs) I hide all my emotions in the steak wraps. I hide all my emotions in this weird incestual angle. I wanted Kane to have a three-foot dick. (laughs) That's also a true thing. Yep. That would have been sick. Also, just Katie Vick. He greenlit that. Yep. Yeah. No, that, yeah. There should be some... Comp- ha, I think it was funny. Uh, Paul was uh, in there having sex with a, the corpse, but it was just a, a doll. Dude, it's it funny. won't be until, like, years ha. after he's passed, but there will be a comprehensive, like, biography about, like, how fucked up I bet that guy is. Oh, well, yeah. You put it out, you're fire. Like, <laughs> you get, like, the tiniest glimpses into it on, like, the Pritchard show and stuff, but you just know he's holding shit back. Like, Of course he is. Because well, he is, like... He's, he's a, angled himself to get back into the good grace of the company and stuff. Like, there's shit that nobody will talk about. He's or, a very, he's a very fucked up like person. Court Bauer or like Adam Goldstein or, or Alex Goldstein, or whatever the former writers, mm. they fucking have some Vince stories. Yeah, and how weird of a guy he is. He's a fucking entity. Well, there yeah. was that. What I would love a one-hour conversation with Vince and just to just have him talk. Yeah. So what was that podcast anything. that did that sort of like? background on me. It was the wrestling cinema. How to it wrestling. Was, how to wrestling did one. How to wrestling did a good one. Didn't something wrestle with also do one? Um well I don't think they've ever done a full on Vince because that would be a six hour episode. The one I think you listen the one I think you listened to was Wrestling Cinema. That's the one I listened yeah. to. Yeah. Like I mean, it he was, had some fucked up shit it sounds like. Oh, no. Yeah. He had a very terrible childhood and he really like Zach is right, he legitimately needs therapy. But well, he's therapy. I he's, think you need therapy. Yeah, therapy. he's way too rich and I'm a man. Powerful. Men don't go to now. therapy. Yeah, I don't even sneeze. I just lock the windows and fart in the car with the boys. Why <laughs> 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 are you crying, Matt? That was. Well, you're crying. I mean, just showing weakness. You're fire. <laughs> you're a deeply disturbed individual. <laughs> Oh, you got one over on me, kid. You're back in. <laughs> also, like, that's a real thing, though. Like, if you get one over on Vince, he wants you back. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, like, he wants, like, a fucking somebody to come and, like, spit in his face and punch him. Unless you're big cast. No, that's different. That was just going against orders. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. 
He chose the wrong point. Well, let's not talk about it. We've talked about it enough. No, but like Vince, like that's one of the reasons why they say that Bobby Heenan never came back. He was never brought back where everybody else was. Everybody else used to talk so much shit on Vince, except for Bobby Heenan. He was always very professional because he was trying to keep that door open. He's mm-hmm. a smart individual. Except since Vince didn't see him as a threat and was like, oh, I want, I need to get him back so I can have him and show him who's boss. Yeah. He didn't ever give him a job. Like, I mean, look at the fact that he hired Heyman and Bischoff within, like, a couple years of, like, them being Heyman his biggest competition. months. Like, not even within months, there was overlap. Yeah. Like, there was actual overlap where ECW wasn't out of business. Still even. running shows. And yeah. Here he is. On WWE. And Tommy Dreamer's like, what the fuck is Paulie doing there? Yeah. And, like, and Bischoff was there the moment his contract ran out, basically. Yeah, like, smart move by all those WCW guys. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the got, AOL Time Warner contracts, just sit at home getting millions just of Just get a fucking bank for sitting on your ass? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hey, yo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to talk about girls' asses. Sitting on my ass with a bathtub full of Percocet. He's the dirtiest old man on social media. It's like someone takes Scott Hall's social media account from him because he says the grossest. I'm talking about the dirtiest old man. Oh, man, no. it's me, the nature boy. That's undisputed. Who was the guy? <laughs> Who was the guy that said something weird like, "I just do DDP yoga so I can crank it in my old age"? Oh, that's Kevin Nash. That's Kevin Nash. That so he just wants to outsiders, crank his... dude. They yeah. just love to crank it. He just wants to crank it in his old age. Okay, that's not oh, a yo. sin. I fuck with that. Yeah, big Kev, we just want to crank it. No, I don't like the idea of you talking about cranking it, Kevin Nash. I don't know why. I'm fine with him. <laughs> I, well, maybe because he's Nash in Magic Mike. Mike, so we're just already used to it. We yeah. just know. Yeah. Hey yo, I'm gonna crank it. Oh, God. Here, on the hey, yo, Boys you podcast. know who I am, but you don't you know, know I'm why. here to crank it, <laughs> Doctor Berg. You don't know why I'm here. You want a war, Chico? Well, you're gonna get one. This is the general. This is the Raw 25 of genuine (laughs) wrestlers. It really is. We've got all these legends coming in to call out our our dear friend Doctor Blur. Y'all can't see this, but MVP is just walking around (laughs) in here. Nobody knows what he even sounds like because he's so unmemorable, so he won't talk. Yeah, he just kind of every now and then does like the basketball shoot motion and is like trying. Hey guys, you say balling for me? (laughs) I did Uh, when I saw him at Defy. I said balling. Nice. He was fucking working his ass off there. Way to go, Montavious. Oh, I just had a... St- Montel Montavious. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I just had a thought of, nice. like, all the wrestlers of the past uh, and stuff, and I totally just popped in my head, where the fuck has Shelton Benjamin been? That's all... That's true, I, yeah. This theme song's a lie, because I think there is some stop in him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... I totally spaced it. I yeah, him uh, and Gable. Gable's popped up with our truth right? No, it's Ty Dillinger. Oh, it's Ty yeah. Dillinger. Oh, They're just man, switching no. out the people on TV or not. Speaking of Ty Dillinger, let's oh, yeah. we had some interesting things happen this week in wrestling. So a couple of people got some six-year-old tweets dug up on them. Hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Ty Cedric Dillinger. and Ty. Yes. Oh, I heard about some that. very distasteful jokes on both ends. About, like, sexual assault and... Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so... Um, what do you guys think about this, especially like within wrestling? Because a lot of times wrestling does have some creepy old men, like Scott Hall, and then <laughs> fucking Ric Flair. Yeah. The Nature Boy. Woo. Woo. Um, what do you guys think about that kind of stuff? Like, with like especially with, within like a trying to be a more accepting culture, like as far as like on a national level, like what WWE is trying to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
What's yeah? What's, what, what are well, your thoughts when like, you see like that happen? My my thoughts with like this like thing in particular, like these this situation is these aren't coming from like these. Like these tweets being called out by people aren't coming from a good place. Like they aren't saying like, "Hey, look at this person like having shitty behavior." These are people like trolling and trying to get people fired. Yeah, for, like old shit and like. Cedric like, was because he said some shit about Neville. Yeah, and he called Neville a quitter. Yeah, and so like people went back and found that shit. Like, obviously, like I think people need to grow and change and like atone for like and like own up to the shit that they've done mm-hmm. in the past. Like, but at the same time, like. Look, you really need to look at like who they are as people, how much they've grown, like, and when it came from, you know. Because if it was two years ago, I wouldn't feel as like much like, oh, but these people have grown. Like six years is a long time. Yeah, like, like I know I said some shit. Like, oh yeah, I mean everyone, everyone has, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like there shouldn't be like I, it feels weird being like, well, that was so you know six years ago people weren't talking about like as much as they are now. It was as shitty then as it is now, of course, yeah. but it's like. It is that is a lot of time for someone to grow, like yeah, and, and learn. Well, and another thing, like they might not have remembered that they even did those, so like yeah. they couldn't go back. Like going back and scrubbing your stuff, like that's honestly a lot of work. Mm. And if you don't even remember you said something shitty, especially if they only found like a couple tweets, it was like a tweet each. That's yeah, true. so like that's you. Pro- it's like Twitter is like, oh, this is my thought, tweet it out. Okay, mm. like I mean. The big one that's happening right now is James Gunn, and like everything he said, I didn't read it, but I know it's terrible. Mm. And he had actually apologized for it. He has actually apologized yeah. for it, and like before. since then, he, and left it like, up as an accountability measure. He's, yeah. he's like, I used to say some shit, and like, he, I'm not going to delete it. He is a gigantic proponent. He donates so much money to great organizations. Um, Dave Batista likes him. Yeah. Um, I am an omelet. Yeah. So like, and with that, I mean, I know it's a lot bigger than like the whole wrestling thing, but that was literally because he's doing so much good, the alt-right going in and like finding him and trying to get him fired and it worked. Yeah. It's like the things that these that 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 have been said are not things that could be like excused. No, not at all. But it's, yeah, it's just one of those things like, man, it's like, and they both have come out since and apologized and they didn't try to like, like. They they said like you know they've grown as people and they they apologize they made yeah. sure like didn't just yeah. try to brush it under they yeah. didn't go like oh that was a while ago like get off my case yeah, they like, said hey, like, it was a joke it's unacceptable yeah. like I'll like I'll own up to like I have scrubbed old tweets and stuff of stuff that like I don't think I ever said anything that was like super super offensive but it's still stuff I've learned about like yeah absolutely and like in some stuff where I'm even like I. Don't even know if I right, necessarily. Time hop's a great thing because then it just does it for you. Yeah, yeah. you like, just like, ooh, that I was bad. I delete some stuff. Yeah, like that I've seen, and even like there's stuff that I'm like, I'm actually kind of okay with. Like, I don't think I need to delete this, but I don't want anyone to not understand. Like, I before I knew I was a queer person said fag. Like, and I was like, I don't feel comfortable with the fact that I said that. Yeah. Before I knew that about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I like, and I still don't even like use that in a joking manner because I don't. I'm like so straight appearing to most people that I'm like I'm not gonna do that because people won't necessarily understand if they don't know me but like I deleted some like tweets that had the like said that in there because I was like people might not know me like don't know that and I don't want to hurt someone yeah, yeah. That. like like it's 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 rough because it's like people should be held accountable but people shouldn't be going on witch hunts for the wrong exactly. reasons exactly yeah like not for 
good people. Like, and not for people that like you can tell like people. Everybody has said something in their life that they wish they could take back. That's offensive, yeah. especially to like a marginalized group of people, mm-hmm. and or something that is just something that people shouldn't joke about. But at the same time, like you shouldn't be going on these things where you're just trying to call somebody out for negative reasons. If it's a positive reason, trying to get accountability for mm-hmm. on somebody because it's somebody you respect and you're like saying, hey, you know what? I think you're better than this and I want to make help you get better. Yeah. You shouldn't be saying these things. Here's why. And they're like, mm. fuck, thank you so much. That's why I love Colt Cabana because he says himself he's a dumb jock yeah. and he doesn't know and if he says something tell him yeah. and then he apologizes and mm. he's like I just don't know like help me help me understand that's like Marty DeRosa is like one of his best friends and he he said that like Marty has said that he's kind of his like like little accountability guy it's like yeah. hey, yeah. Like, hey you probably can't say that to this this and this and mm. Colts was like oh shit like is that a thing yeah, there, like, yeah there are a lot of people like that like in the comedy world there's Pete Holmes who like has a friend who's Indian, Kamal Nanjiani, who's Pakistani, and Emily V. Gordon, who's a great human being, and they like spent years calling him out on all his bullshit, and he instantly was like, that's wrong, I changed. Like, I'm the same way, like, anyone, anytime someone calls me out, or like, even tweets something, I'm like, oh, I've done that, that's wrong, yeah, and it shouldn't yeah. be I'm like, done. And it, I- I totally like it shouldn't be on like the 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 marginalized group to be like hey what you're saying is upsetting to me because like they shouldn't have to bring it up any more than it's already been well, kind of a thing. I mean I've had people who like education well, should be sought out on its own on these things. Yeah. But sometimes you you don't know you well, don't yeah. know what you're you're saying is really ha- the effect that it has on people. As being somebody that's a person of color, I've heard a lot of different racial slurs in my life, mm-hmm. and I've had people that have said these words. And I was like, hey, you know, you probably shouldn't say that. And here's why. And they're like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I guess, especially like in a position where, like, a lot of times it's, like, friends that have said that or people close to me where I'm like, hey, you know what? Don't say that. It is a lot easier when they're your friends, for yeah. sure. But, like, yeah, like, calling people out. But when you get called out, like, you don't get offen- defensive. You're just like, oh, yeah. That's wrong. All right, cool. And I'll, I'm, I'm gonna change. go. And here's like, yeah. I'm like, you apologize. You make sure that you you're accountable for it, which they both have. And so I hope not to see too much of that stuff. I mean, it's one thing if they're tweeting out stuff like today, or they're being pieces of shit, or it's like, or like look at an example. Like even though there hasn't been mud, like there, like was that recent incident with the Briscoes like this last year where they like took a like a gay pride flag from a fan and they're like trying to get heel heat from it. And it's like, then you look at like their record of behavior is like, they've said offensive shit in the past and they've never atoned to it. And their mm-hmm. behaviors like stayed the same. Yeah. That's okay to then go back and look like, Hey, they've been, there's a track record of this. Yeah. Like they're yes. doing this, this, that wasn't just them getting heel heat. There's some belief like, behind it. Like, in, uh, bring it to wrestling. It's like when Raven came out and apologized for crucifying the Sandman. Mm-hmm. And he did the most bullshit non-apology ever. Yep. And <laughs> just saying sorry if you were offended by this like yeah. religious oh, yeah. iconography or whatever. Uh, or you know Brock's apology for His. saying something so homophobic in an interview that they wouldn't print it. Yeah. They yeah. said that it would make John Rocker blush, and if you know who that is, you'll know he that's bad. He was racist. <laughs> he was the biggest racist ever in a major league baseball player. Jesus. That's... Got fired from the Braves for being racist. Yeah. yeah. And so, wow, we got fired from a racist team for being racist. Yes. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I just I, I wanted to bring that just because it's yeah. something that happened, um, especially with two people that are usually on the good side of things as far as being 
good people and everything, but um, just kind of talking a little bit about yeah. call culture, especially within like so while we're on, the subgroups that I think we're all involved in too, mm-hmm. while besides wrestling. Yeah, so. yeah. While we're on that sort of uh, subject, do you guys think that it, there should be some sort of accountability for the things that Ronda Rousey has like said? Oh, of before, course. Before she oh, yeah. positioned yeah. such because a thing. Because she has not backed down from stuff. But ever. she's like, also, she's the money right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, nobody's nobody's ever called her out like yeah. too much. Like that's on a kind of a bigger stage. Yeah, like she I mean and the way that she's been portrayed within the media, within the UFC, within WWE, she's like portrayed as she's the one that is changing perceptions on women. Yeah. 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 But in sports. But she has terrible spots on women too. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like that's like that's the thing where there's like that's in media it's really easy to like look at something like oh look at that positive influence she's having because it's like to this white not, straight white straight like the majority yeah. like hard working like you know middle american women yeah, yeah that's like to so it's like media doesn't focus on especially like of all groups like trans people have like almost no representation and yep. like, the yeah. hardest time like you know getting anyone to fight for them especially like five years ago or whenever that Rhonda said that shit like yeah. it's like changing quickly but it's not fast enough like, no not at all she I like it would take literally her saying like making a blanket like I used to say some stuff here's what I've learned and for me to go okay I'm back to neutral on you yeah like but she's never done she's that. also said a lot of like weird shit like oh yeah she's a sandy like, hook truther sandy hook truther like oh i keep fucking forgetting about that yeah, yeah. Like, and then like even just like calling out like women who don't work like, yeah. to be with their kids calling yeah. them do nothing bitches yeah like yeah. that's her quotes on that yeah like yeah. she that's even calling out fucking middle america she does not give a fuck yeah, yeah. she's she's garbage um she like but it's not so like that's why that's why like with wrestling i love aj styles i don't love aj styles I think Alan Jones, at the end of the day, is a good person. Yeah. I just think he was brought up as a Christian dude in the South. Yeah. And it's and he very... Is, his is especially bad because he's a born-again, like, yeah. converted dude, which, like, when that happens, when, like, people convert to Christianity... When they're older? When they're a little bit older. Like, he was, like, in his, like... High he's, like, high school. high school. Like, okay. high school-ish. And, like, when it is, like, a thing that, like, they feel like has turned their life around... Yeah. It's, like, especially, like... Tough to see through some of that stuff. Yeah, but like, like with Rhonda, like I like what she's doing right now, but I think she's impressed me way more than I thought she would. Yeah, she's a garbage human being. Mm-hmm. So like, and it's it's rough. Yeah, and she's especially it's tough with her especially too because she like is like had an abusive like childhood and things it's, like that where it's like you want to support that side of her but you can't support. The thing she says still like yeah you need like there you need to like yeah, you can't fully like, like support like you can't any, everything forgive her. her for that stuff but you also need like you do support that other side of her it's like, it's like vince like part of the reason he's so fucked up and like is a shithead is because also it's because he lived in this bubble for fucking yeah, yeah. but yeah. 40 years. his childhood was terrible yeah. like yeah. and there's stuff he won't talk about that's like terrifying mm-hmm. and so it's like like <laughs> just talk to somebody that's really all it is like learn grow like get your shit together like there's people who like grow up in america like 
like I grew up like this. It's like just deal with your shit. Like don't you don't need therapy. Like you're not a wuss. Like you don't need therapy. Like so when I like think about that stuff, I'm just like you know that's I grew up wrong. Like maybe there is some shit I need to get worked out. So like just people have this like you need to be tough mentality. Especially yeah, like yeah. if you're coming into a super hyper masculine world as pro wrestling. Yeah. 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 It's like, like <laughs> you came from alpha MMA. dominated like, yeah. like, business. Like and I mean to her credit, I guess she did like she was the reason a lot of women fight, right? She's the reason like her fight on pay per view was the reason Dana White went forward with more women women's MMA on UFC. Mm. Yeah. It was because she had some fights on Showtime that did great numbers. So he's like, all right, I guess we're going to try this out because he didn't want women on UFC. Yeah. He and, wanted nothing to do with it. And this is a weird correlation. Is she part of the reason that the women in WWE are more respected? A thousand percent. Yep. Like, so... It's not a weird correlation at all. It's actually... <laughs> it is 100% true. Like, yeah. it, it, they look at each... Like, UFC and WWE, though they don't want to ever admit it, will always be watching each other and see what works. Yes. Yeah. Because they are such a similar model of business of like pay-per-view. The same guy that was doing the trying to get the deals for WWE was the guy doing it for UFC. Okay, they're getting their television deals. Actually, WWE got better one than them, which is fucking wild. Yeah, because UFC sold to four billion dollars. Jesus. But but yeah, so like, it's I don't know. I think yeah. sometimes, especially kind of referencing the fact that we all kind of either have come through like these like more underground like subgroups of like like scenes if you will like like hardcore punk yeah, yeah. And, like all this mm-hmm. in our heads it's a lot easier to yep. be okay with these different ideas and like be a little bit more forward thinking and everything but then you think about people such as like an AJ Styles mm-hmm. or the young bucks who years ago said some shit about proposition 8 yep. in California People praise the Young Bucks all the time, but, like, there was a time when they were like that as well. Yeah. Because yeah. they were two young Christian boys. Yeah, when you're, Ooh, when you're like, that. I throw this word around a lot. When you're a fucking normie, like, you don't get exposed to other stuff. If you're not into, like, I mean, I it's weird calling punk art, but it is a form of art. Like, if you're not exposed to, like, art and political art, like, you're not going to you're not going to even know that this stuff exists. Yeah. Like, you're just going to be like, oh, Jesus says this is bad, so it's bad. All right. And, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people. That's why, like, with AJ Styles, I always have this thought, because, like, I grew up also, like, as a little kid going to church mm-hmm. as yeah, a same. Jew. Mm-hmm. I went to like, a Christian school until I graduated high school. Yeah. yeah. And we kind of all grew up in that. So I, I see... I got you. I you used to know AJ Styles type people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. The, like the nicest people, they'd give you the fucking shirt off their back, but you could tell they didn't like certain people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And because in the Bible they read that this was wrong, mm-hmm. yeah. and they would try to save you, and they will try to say, "Hey, what you're doing is wrong. Let me help you," even though it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's why I feel AJ Styles is on that. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I've like recently been thinking like kind of experiencing that a bit because it's my 10 year like high school like graduation like oh jesus and like we're not like there isn't like a a physical like reunion happening or anything but they made a facebook group for it Mm -hmm. and just seeing like the people who like graduated from 
like the Christian school I went to, and then like got married during college, like to another like they did, Christian person. They did. And, like, they expected like this is mm, what you do: they, go out there, they, get married, have kids. Yeah, and like you see, like I see it with those people, like the way, like like I know that if I talk to that person like in person right now, like. I like they would be judging like who I am now and stuff and like I was also thinking about how glad I was that another kid came out as gay from my class before I ever did and like because I was like man he took like he took some shit from a few people in our class and most of the people were supportive but a few like weren't yeah like yeah. and like said some like heinous shit on Facebook about yeah. it and I was just yeah. like man like these people just never grew out of that yep. because they're never exposed to anything else yeah and it's kind of hard like you were saying like growing up being into more things that are like yeah more like artsy and shit yeah. that like you, you're counterculture more thing. yeah yeah it's, and stuff that's it's, the fucking word it, it's kind of it's kind of it's hard to uh to to put myself in that sort of mind space of like uh of somebody who is not as think you know, of think of like the we person only, we all, everyone only knows their own we both went to caldwell like think of the yeah. person that like he graduated caldwell went to like boys theater like uh or uh, College of Idaho. Mm-hmm. Now they fucking work in Caldwell. They, like that's where they live. They, yeah, the kids are going to like fucking Wilson. They're gonna hit up fucking Jefferson. Yeah, like that world is big enough. Like, to them, that's it. And they're like, oh shit, we got a Popeyes now. Like things are popping off. Yeah, that's how like, I feel about that Taco Bell coming here. Uh, we're getting off on so many like places. <laughs> no, it's fine. Caldwell is weird, but like to them, like they had never been exposed to like, like the only like other races they see are just like. Mexicans, like uh-huh. just, just, just me. Hey, guys, <laughs> it's me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was thinking about like my trajectory. Like, if I never found punk when I was like fifteen, I mean, I say punk, it's under oath. Um, <laughs> well, even like Remex PX, even. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, if we're gonna get real, it was POD that changed me. Oh, but, dude, um, so alive. If I never found like heavy, like different type of music that led me into what I like now or what I liked when I started growing. I'd be a fucking youth pastor right now. Like, probably have, like, four kids. Like, just Bible thumping. Married somebody from your church. Yeah. Yeah. You would have been set up at some weird, like... Like Sing- twenty something singles. singles group, yeah. <laughs> after after church at Applebee's, yeah. Like like my life would have been way different, but like I'm a way better person than I ever would have been. Yeah, so, I'm like literally the exact same because like playing music like was the reason like I started paying attention to anything outside of like sports yep. and fucking church. same. I left a game of baseball in my sophomore year to go play a show. Yeah. And like from there, it's like, cause I was like, baseball was everything. I fucking went to like winter workouts. I did everything for baseball. And then like, I fucking really got into music. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh fuck this. Like, this is so cool. Like, yeah. like everybody's just like themselves and blah, blah, blah. And I can go fucking do weird air cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And so like, I remember like pretty much making like a choice. Like, Hey, I like I love baseball, but like, I fucking love this more. Like it's a lot more. It's just a different place. It's more expressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And so, yeah, it's just a, that's a weird tangent we went oh, on. Yeah. I'm not that's, sure. It's yeah. fine. People, uh, people need to get to know who the the real Russell boys are. Yeah, it's a slow week without the Russell, just the boys. Well, yeah. I never quit sports. I have a Letterman's jacket. I also never quit sports and say, <laughs> but I just chose music. Like was the number one instead of baseball number yeah. one, and then it exposed me just a lot more. Like going from like just whatever like mall metalcore I could find and like 
Thursday ass screamo stuff to like stuff I listen to now, which is pretty much just like metalcore from 2004. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Mis- is funny though because misery signals. Yeah, that's up right. Well, but like, some of the the fucking heavier music from around then uh, did did not. I mean, it meshed with ideals that Ronda Rousey might have fucking like. Oh, said. Yeah. oh like, a lot yeah. of. We're gonna, if we're talking about getting into punk music, like uh, opening our minds, some of that shit was. Yeah, a bad. lot of it is bad. Um, a majority of it is probably bad. But, like, even, like, the Christian band Zayo, like, I listened to a podcast about them. They had some very progressive lyrics, especially for a Christian band. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, so, like, there were these, like, ones, like, saying the good things. Like, there were bands, like, I remember going to shitty metalcore shows with, like, the Acacia Strain and that band I Wrestled a Bear once. Dude, hell yeah. That might have been the first time I saw a gay person on, on stage, like, was when when they played and it's like maybe they're not the best but there's a little representation there and it's just like these few people coming in and changing other people's ideas well, even like the super hyper masculine world of like hardcore too yeah like you have people like in hardcore bands that are super I mean, even like a band that is like kind of inside just a lot of meatheads terror yeah but like fucking scott vogel's like a fucking very like inclusive person oh yeah hardcore's for everyone according to scott vogel yeah and so like, stuff like that's super cool. I mean, granted, you have like the shitty beatdown bands, but I think you have shitty aspects in every little mm-hmm. facet of life, no matter it be wrestling and music. Because like, yeah, there'd be like shitty bands like you, like a mirror, but then you'd have bands that actually have really good people in them. Mm-hmm. They actually have a good message. Yeah, and they would have even if they don't play the best music, like. Um, this band, No Bragging Rights, or metalcore band that's from California, they were the best dudes and like the nicest people in that band. And, like their singer Mike was such an advocate um, against suicide. And, like a mm-hmm. lot of his stuff was trying to like make people more hopeful. They did like a lot of music videos based on that, and like a lot of his lyrics were based on I think because of a of like life experience that he's had with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and he's very open about it. And like even though they weren't the best musically, like. I love them as people because mm-hmm. of that. And yeah, you have that. And then you have Amir who has the worst lyrics. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, they, they got beat out by Attila. <laughs> oh my God. Page here. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, I mean, a lot of it was bad. It took me a while to change. Like, yeah, totally. Probably mid, like early 20s. That's when I really started changing and being like, oh, this stuff is wrong. This is bad. Don't do this. Like, and the music I listened to started changing too. Like, and my, my friends and like a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah. I feel like everything is sort of, uh, evolved in a, a way that's and also, in a better you way. Think about culture too, from like the attitude era, like if we're talking in wrestling terms, like attitude era and even like, like the SmackDown six, like. Uh, ruthless aggression era to like the family more family friendly stuff and kind of beyond now to like what we are like in this PG era it's like culture has changed oh yeah like look back like it has not been that long since Billy and Chuck were on TV and we're we're not doing this we're not like that yeah or Eugene like Mm -hmm. some or HLA or mm -hmm. hot lesbian action okay that was a segment they came out and they were called the lesbians. And this wasn't the Attitude Era. This was like 2004. Yeah. And then they got beat up by some big, scary three minute warning. Huh. But oh, wow. I mean, and yeah, I think bring it back to us. Um, like, 
a lot of people are very stubborn and not don't want to change. Yeah. They're like, this is what it is. This is my life. Leave me alone. And like, I mean, I'm speaking personally, but I assume all of you are like, are very receptive to change because you want to support other people who are, who may have, are more marginalized than you, I guess. Yeah. 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 yeah or just to have the wherewithal to be like, okay, the world is not about me. It's yeah. Yeah. I feel about everything. I it's think it's like you... not how I'm affected by everything. It's about how things are affecting everyone around me. As yeah, well. yeah. Especially when you get out of like, like maybe like you're just a young kid, like 18, 19 in your early twenties or whatever. And as you're getting older and you start realizing a lot more is out there than like what we're talking about, the people that think Caldwell's is just big enough and that's mm. just all the world I need. And you kind of realize there's a lot more going on that affects a lot of other people. Yeah. You get out of that mindset of, oh, I just, like, don't worry about what I'm doing. Like, mm -hmm. I'm fine. You're wrong. Yeah. And you start really like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can, like, grow as a person and don't even see it as, like, a negative. Like, hey, I, like, you know, we've all said some shitty things. I've said some shitty things. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, I can be like, you know, I've grown as that. I don't say this stuff anymore. I know it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And now I can say, hey. I've been there, like, and I can say to somebody else, like, hey, you know what, maybe, like, we kind of just calm that down. Yeah. And I tell them why, and explain, you know, th this group of people, like, wouldn't like that, or this is just wrong because of this. Yeah, And they totally. can see it instead of a place of me just trying to be this over-the-top, overbearing person, which I think a lot of call culture ends up being, mm -hmm. where they just are this almost witch hunt, and, like, yeah. you fucked up once, so you can never be fucking here again, fuck yeah. you. If you hate cops so much, why are you acting like one? Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of times people who call out people, um, especially, like, some people I've seen, like, online, like, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. If you're trying to help somebody grow and progress, yeah, it's fine, but... If you're doing it just to be a fucking internet cop, then yeah, be nice about it the first time. Like, <laughs> like not everybody's like, had the same experiences and everything, right? So. And yeah. be receptive because it's like it takes courage for someone to call you out, and if, if it's if it's for a positive way, like mm -hmm. be receptive to that. If you're doing something shitty and someone's like, "Hey, that's fucked up," realize too that that's not easy for them to say that to you. Yeah, mm -hmm. like and, and especially like, if they come from that group. Of course, yeah, yeah absolutely, definitely. There's this like concept that like I've heard from like because like I don't know maybe like five years ago like calling out people online was like a new thing and it was like almost an empowering thing for marginalized people like would be like hey we can call people out on their past behavior because everything's online and now there's like this different like idea of like call call out versus call in and like you call people in to tell them like why that shit was wrong like and teach them versus just calling out to saying this is all the shit that I, and i wrong. i love that idea so much more it's like because i like even if somebody's not a friend and yeah and like if you can help somebody grow and at the end of the day they are a better person yeah. and you just made the fucking world a better place and yeah you just like fucking help somebody grow and that's cool and if yeah. they're not receptive to change fuck them then at that point then they're an asshole yeah, yeah then fuck them but if like if they're willing to grow and like they know that they've done something wrong or that they're like you know maybe i just don't know like they're ignorant about it and not even like they're just stupid but like not everybody's had the same experiences as like all of us or mm -hmm. as somebody else and so if you're trying to help them grow that's why i always bring it back to cabana he always just said he's a dumb jock and he's ignorant just help him out mm -hmm. just help out your buds yeah it's all become better people be better tomorrow than you were today yeah yeah damn yeah yeah, yeah. and with that russell boys classic let's get into the <laughs> russell boys classic Ooh. Uh, I like that little tangent. Yeah. Also, if we were off base on any on anything we said, let us know. Yeah. Like, yeah. We we are very receptive to change, like yeah. we just said. And if we said anything wrong, like yeah, like I don't want to be wrong. One of my favorite things about um, 
like reviews of this podcast and then like what others have said or like the write up we had from Roots Boise is that people like are like I don't know they say that like we're inclusive that's what mm-hmm. something I've been trying like like making sure that we are as well like yeah I want everybody to love this thing that I fucking waste so many hours yeah. on yeah. Yeah. Want so everyone to hours. suffer. No, it, it means. Yeah, it means I've watched lot. two episodes of something else to we- wrestle with today. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. How? Um, I was also doing other things. Oh, okay. But it's on in the background. Yeah. Oh, you can do that with a show that's also a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need to watch and put on fucking Heyman mask. Yeah. <laughs> also, I like how we had maybe our goofiest episode ever, as well as our. Probably most serious. Most realist. We are just well-rounded individuals. We're some, <laughs> we're some, we're some dynamic boys. Yeah, fuck. Did you say dynamic dudes? <laughs> oh, no. Shit. That's the wrong word. No, you didn't. Oh, Johnny Ace 2 is back. Oh. I'm Johnny Ace from Japan. That's Johnny Ace from the U.S. Nice. Neither of you spoke up about personal growth. <laughs> What's that? That's what happens when we're big and Nikki small. Uh, no. The wrong, the, use the right word. Boner. Porgan. No. Penis. Porgan. Yeah. Porgan. Oh. Don't cuss on that. Johnny from US, don't cuss like that. Don't say the P hey, word. Matt, you're about to get Ace Crusher. <laughs> um, First match is, I'll announce it. It's from Isai's tournament, and the reason I want to do this one is because both these guys have been in Japan. It is because um, uh, Okada and uh, Adam Cole, at me. baby. Uh, oh. Mm. So in case you guys didn't hear that, it's Adam Cole and Kazuchika Okada. And the, the second round of the Isai block of Russell Boys Classic. Two. Two. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, I I don't know if we really need to say much about either I, individual. So I feel like... We've talked about both of them to a large extent on this show. Yeah. Oh, like, it's hard to vote against the best, but I love Okada. <laughs> I was joke. really about to make the same joke. <laughs> like... I, I kind of just want to see Adam Cole go on. I think that'd be fun. But but like, oh, let's try something new here. Snap vote. Let's go. Okada. Let's go. There's one of Okada. Adam Cole. Baby. Two Adam Coles. One Okada. Adam Cole won. <laughs> All right. I, I, I kind of like that because, like I said, we've talked a lot extensively about both just because both are a little bit more heavily featured. Mm-hmm. And so, kind of just getting that first initial, just like your knee-jerk response on it. Yeah. yeah. So Adam Cole is gonna go forward. And he's going to take on the winner of Shibata and Gargano. Oh, you know, what Jesus. will be a match where I think Gargano will be crying in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I just, I don't know, that was my gut. I love Okada. I love Okada. It's like a great wrestler and an okay character against a great character and a good wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. So All right, I'll go next. Can win. Um, Next, we have Osterhurst Bracket and also Dr. Blurred. <laughs> this is the Frank. You better watch out for the Wrestle Boys Choke Slam. Uh, my match is also two people we've talked about heavily. Maybe one of them for different reasons. Um, Kylo O'Reilly, shout out Ryle Kylie, and Kevin Owens. KO versus KO. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna snap out of this one. Okay. I'm gonna go against the grain. 
I'm going to say Kyle O'Reilly. Nice. I think his character work is very underappreciated. Um, I also uh, think he's one of the best workers right now going. So I thought you said you're going against the grain. You voted for my son. Of course I'm voting for my son, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this would be a fun a fun match. This would be a really good match, and probably a match that we'll get to see in the next couple of years. Yeah, so. but yeah. I, do think, I do think that O'Reilly has the... Uh, oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto parts. Yeah! <laughs> oh, fuck. Not a sponsor of the show. Big fans. <laughs> of us. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you gotta go. Dale over at O'Reilly's on Overland loves us. Kevin Owens is a great wrestler, for sure. Oh my god, I just imagined the, like... Kevin bantering at Kyle and Kyle just giving his stupid faces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a whole match. Like, and I, um, like Kevin Owens, like, I want the world for him. I love Kevin Owens. He's one of my favorite people but and wrestlers, but. WWE Kevin Owens? I think Kyle O'Reilly's a better wrestler. Kevin Owens might be my favorite character on wrestling. I watched three hours of Raw to see what Kevin Owens is going to do. I think with Kevin, I think he doesn't need to win the tournament. Yeah. No. No. So Kyle O'Reilly's in my championship match, and he's going to either fight Kenny Omega or CM Punk. So Hell yeah, yeah. Kenny Omega. Right. I feel like Red Dragon must have faced like Kevin and Generico at some point. They, they, this happened. Yeah. Also, this because this just popped up. Are we going to do the third place match? Just for fun? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Call it on the fly, brother. Cool. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Matt. Yep. <laughs> That's Stephanie? No, it's Gary Michael Capetta. Oh. WCW announcer, guys, come on. Do your homework. Sorry. No. <laughs> Next up from my block is Daniel Bryan Ooh. versus Ricochet. Fuck. <laughs> I don't I don't want to gut this one. I know I'm glad I don't have to vote on this one. Uh, I already know. This one's like this is kind of easy for me. I'm just imagining the match in my head. I think it'd be cool. Just Debray trying to ground Ricochet the whole time. Yeah. Um, it'd be a fun match. Um, I feel that Ricochet has done a lot. He's one of the most athletically gifted individuals. Not the best on the mic. But he does have some good like poise and charisma. Um, but Daniel Bryan... Like, Wait, he quotes poison songs a lot? Sure. Okay. Um... Daniel Bryan has a award in the Wrestling Observer Awards, like named after him for best technical wrestler. Well, it was the yeah. Bryan Danielson yeah. Award. He for like seven years up until like Zach, Zach Saber Jr. He was the pound for pound best like technical wrestler, and he is an amazing promo. He had moments that I have wept over. Mm-hmm. He's made me feel real feelings, and. Not only with his wrestling, but with his, with him as a person. He's an incredible human being. Well, and mm-hmm. it's not even to mention how impressive it is that he's adapted his style to be safer and not look a whole lot different than it yeah. was when he and was Instead still of doing like the tope suicide, he does like that drop kick yeah. where he holds onto the ropes. Mm. Like when he does his running drop kicks in the corner, he holds on the ropes and makes sure and flips it's just, over. It's small adjustments. Everything he does still looks great, he but it's a lot of fucking knee form. bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like for no reason other than he can. Yeah, and the heel hook. Yeah. Like, just two new submission finishers. Like, here we go. And he can still do his running knee. And that one was also another one. He just got over. Yeah. And he killed John Cena with it this first time he did it. Mm. John Cena actually had, like, a fucking black eye. It was great. <laughs> Damn. It was not. All I wanted. It was not. <laughs> and I said goodbye. It was not very great. I did not enjoy that very much. I'm sorry you got hit in the face, John. Thank you. 
I'm Def Dog. <laughs> I love you, Devin. So I'm going Daniel Bryan. Fucking the same narrow path that you go. Right the thing is a lie. Well, wait, that I pronounced that. Daniel Bryan. Same. Yeah. All right. Sweeps it. I, I love Ricochet. Also, just look at the next matchup: either Regal or Ishii yeah. versus Bryan. Just some chopping. And chopping. Chop match. Yeah. All right. And so then, what is the uh, the next one? Will be. Danny Bry versus Wilhelm Rieg or uh, Ishii. Yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, go ahead, Zach. Okay, so. The reigning our superstar, Zach Evans. Oh, this match Eddie Guerrero versus Naito. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Tranquilo, Derek. Yeah. This one is a tough one. Because Naito is very good, but it's Eddie Guerrero. It's like Naito, like in the ring, I think can do some things Eddie couldn't. But character work, Eddie's so fucking good as a bad guy, as a good guy, like as kind of a mix of both. When he was a good guy, but lying and cheating and stealing, like mm. he was also, a baby face that cheated to win the championship and got a pop for it. His, um, oh yeah, dude! When he came out of the crowd, like through the crowd after he beat Lesnar, that wasn't like it was fucking insane. I got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, like you could see like this was like the moment like he realized everything he had put his body through like was worth it. And he was emotional. Like his, fucking seventy thousand people. I people where they were emotional. His brother was there. His mom was there. Like. Everybody was just like Goldberg was there. Goldberg was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and then Dave Batista, who's a who everybody here thinks is a great judge of character. Omelette Bayer. Omelette Bayer. He has a low rider that has Eddie painted on it because Eddie believed in him and made sure and put him over and fought for him in the back. Like people who don't deserve it, like JBL, Eddie made sure when he was dropping the belt that he fucking put him over and also gave out all of his blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he made sure that people got over. And he may have been a bit of a hothead, and he tried, tried to, to shoot fucking on Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yeah, Olympic gold medal. He tried to do a, a single leg takedown on an Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> and then he was asked later why to do it. He says, because I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Very self aware. He was a bit of a hothead, as you can see also in his SummerSlam match with Rey Mysterio. It's dude, it's the saying, fuck is Vicky? Fucker! Fucker! <laughs> Dude, insanely passionate, but that's shown through that showed through in everything that he and did. And everything he did, and like he was my guy growing up. Yeah. He was the man. Yeah, I'm I definitely have to go with Guerrero as well. Like uh Naito's definitely more like fresh in my mind because I've watched him wrestle most and recently. He has these mm -hmm. amazing matches and like being able to be essentially the Roman Reigns, getting shoved down everybody's swords, getting rejected by the fans, yeah, and having his world title match be pushed to the semi-main so the intercontinental match with Shinsuke Nakamura could be the main event in that Wrestle yeah. Kingdom mm -hmm. having to go back to Mexico and then rework his character and coming back yeah. and getting everybody on his side and becoming one of the hottest commodities in wrestling yeah. and in Japan with like, his merchandise sales. LIJ is like the most over in Japan like they're yeah. more over than Bullet Club in Japan well and that's what I was going to bring up um, my vote doesn't matter but I'm going to bring my perspective into this Eddie Guerrero is a fucking legend um, I'm wearing his shirt right now, uh, but from my perspective, I know way more about Naito. 
I love Naito's story. Like what you were just saying, he like no one liked him, and then he made a comeback and is now huge. And so like I love I love all that. So like my vote was going to be Naito, but let me tell you a comeback story for you. I was gonna say Eddie has a pretty good comeback but story. But I'm saying like this is my perspective. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the whole reason we started this thing. Uh, I want to <laughs> help your perspective your perspective grow. Eddie Guerrero in 2001 got fired from WWE. Okay. For alcohol and drugs. Okay. He cleaned himself up, went on the independents. He was in like a Ring of Honor show. There's a IWA Mid South with like him, Mysterio, and CM Punk. Shit. Mm-hmm. Um, CM Punk has legitimately said he thought he was the best. Then he stepped in the ring with Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And just realized he was not. Yeah. Um, he got himself clean. He got himself to a position where WWE had to resign him. Damn. And so, like, that's a redemption story. He beat his demons. And, yeah, at the end, like, it was essentially part of the reason why he did pass away. Yeah. It was got a heart of a lifestyle he lived. But mm-hmm. at the end of it, like, he was able to, from getting fired at the lowest point of his life, being, like, this pretty big drug addict. Yeah. Like, being, like, addicted to drugs and alcohol to then go on and have that moment in WrestleMania 20 where at the end of it, him and... This other person that that's draw a blank on their name. Yep. <laughs> um, get to have like twenty years each of their careers, like, and they get a hug and be like, "We fucking did it!" Like it was a big moment at that time. Like mm-hmm. it was a moment like I remember, and like having Eddie Guerrero, like we said, he goes into the crowd and like you see like this passion of everybody that's around him. That is the crowning moment of redemption, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in his face. You can see it in his brother's face. You can see it in his mom's face. They're so proud. That he got to do that, and like, he was going to die then in 2001. If he kept going, yeah. he would have died then. He'd be another mm-hmm. like, what if story if he wouldn't. Now it's still a what if, but but it's he got We got to see the other side of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For the listeners at home, because I want you to know how much Isai actually does love Eddie Guerrero. Is that Zola Shini right now? Yeah, love Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, he's a. I mean, I understand how great he is. Yes. I remember watching like, in a documentary that he did, there was, he was talking about his addiction and he was saying like, someone was asking him about like, so you'll never do this again. He's like, I'll never say I'll never do anything again. Like if I, if I do that, it's too much pressure on myself. Like, like every day is like, I, I say, I'll tell myself I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do this today. I'll wake up the next day and say, I'm not going to do this today. And that always stuck with me. And like that has helped me get over some of my, my uh, shit in my life. Like, yeah. being, like Eddie, Eddie Guerrero is just a, a guy that is... Like he, I don't know. He just something about him. He's just fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. He was my fucking guy. Yeah, and he, yeah, he just had a way of connecting with people. Like, you, that you I, just, but Nido does too. It's, like, yeah. it's like the Daniel Bryan type of connection where, like, you just want them to do well. Or like with Kevin Owens, like mm-hmm. you see them, like I just want you to do so well. Yeah, I want the world for you. Yeah. Zach, what's your what would your vote be? Uh, it would have been Eddie. Yeah. 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 All right, so what's the next matchup? The next matchup, well, so the next matchup of the second round is Matt Riddle versus Pete Dunne. So Shit. Eddie Guerrero versus one of those two. Oh, my God. Damn. This, of, is the cool, this is a cool tournament. Speaking of uh, Matthew Riddle, so rumored to be signed three years with WWE. Oh, yeah. And will probably be in the crowd at TakeOver. Hell I think yeah. we talked about this last week. We did, yeah. Yeah, but it, was, it became like almost official this week. Yeah. yeah. A lot more rumors and stuff, but like, hey, I'm always ahead of the curve on these guys. <laughs> Dude, I was watching some of his matches uh, just the other day. Did you watch his, his uh, Tough Enough, uh, uh, the Ultimate Fighter, I mean, uh, nine second in the second round, just 
break a guy's jaw in oh, two spots my God. match? No. Oh, you should. No. It's it's that's a that's a rough one. He bounces the guy's head off the mat. All the all the other fighters there say they've never like been more disturbed by a Quentin knockout. Rampage Jackson said it was a knockout of the century. And he, he has like lifted people off their feet with punches. Matt Riddle is so fucking jacked. He is so strong. And he's yeah. a good-looking dude. Like he's funny. Like he has good charisma. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I think like he's like that jacked and then I remember like he's as tall as me and I'm tall. Like he's 6'2" and looks like that. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Also, if you guys haven't noticed like in the last year he hasn't really talked about weed at all. Mm-hmm. He he knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. And so every quarter is probably gonna have to pay twenty five hundred dollars, but yeah. who fucking cares? Maybe maybe he'll get that in his contract. It's like, can I get a twenty five hundred dollar bonus? Essentially, they, they had to give him a contract to rival what he's making now in the Indies, which is a good amount with mm. merchandise and everything. Yeah, well, I mean, he's then, like a he main evented over Joey Ryan. Yeah, mm. as well as then um, New Japan was making him an offer. Okay. But I think he felt slighted by them too. Because they they did slide him and WWE like the reason why he was signed with WWN like which is like evolve and everything because WWE sent him I got him hooked up together so mm-hmm. he probably has a little bit of like like okay God these guys did send me this way and blah 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 so and also just like Japan is not cool with weed like no and he can be Evan Bourne real quick mm-hmm. or Matt Seidel whatever you want to call him today yeah yeah boom nice nice well back. Back on our two-hour bullshit, almost. Fucking right. Uh, let's plug some stuff. Um, you can follow us at knee surgery. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on the internet at, at um, Ostercoaster on Twitter at Blue Oster Cult with a V on Instagram. Hey, Oyster on Boxer. <laughs> what? Boxer. Oh yeah, yeah. I have that. Uh, find me on LinkedIn. Um, send me your resume. I'll hire you to like, I don't know, be my dog owner. Um, I don't have a dog. Th- that's why I want to get a dog owner. Oh, so then you get a dog. Yeah. And you have somebody just own it for you. Well, they live here. Oh. So yeah. you're looking for a roommate, it sounds like, who will watch your dog. But that also has a dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pre comes pre-dogged. Yeah, but then I got to keep the dog when they leave. Okay. Yeah. I just really. At knee surgery 619 is open if anyone wants it. It's going to be my new one. Um, If you go to bit.ly slash Russell Boys merch, we are going to donate all the proceeds to the shirts to races. R A I C E S. Well, we just talked about accountability. No one wants to donate. It's a racist. (laughs) All of them are going to Terry Bollea. Care of Derek Oster. It's an, only Derek Oster, not any of us. It's an organization that um, uh, gives is giving money to. It's a it's a law organization essentially who is helping people in get connected with their families, which is very important. Yeah. Um, also, um, I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna match it all. So fuck it. If that helps you buy a shirt, whatever you buy is gonna get matched by me. So yeah. yeah. Buy yeah. a shirt. Thanks to the people who bought last month. Literally got the like deposit of that yesterday. That went yeah. into the fund. Hell oh, yeah. 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 Up, so. yeah, we really, really do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, like, like we we didn't make the... We made these shirts, honestly, because I wanted them. Yeah, yeah like, I wanted to wear I just one. wanted to wear it. And then it's just, like, I mean we, like, don't need the money, so it's it's better to help people. Like... Yeah, yeah, and you get a t-shirt. Help people yeah. get a t-shirt. 
It's a very soft t-shirt. It's, um, it's wonderful. Everyone who has bought it, who has been my friend, said it's very comfortable. It doesn't even have to be like you're supporting our podcast. Maybe you're just a wrestle boy. And you just want everybody to know you are yeah. genuine. Do you like Carly Rae Jepsen? Buy it. Do you yeah. like wrestling? Buy it. Do you, you like, like the McElroy brothers? Yeah, the McElroy brothers? Buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got we got also all... Brand Slam has been very good. Mm-hmm. Very we good got show. all your wrestling covered. Our, all we're your, gonna all we're gonna hopefully covered. one day come out maybe another design. Yeah, that says it's a silhouette of Matt that says pretty you good in the, the ring. ring. I still like the Bullet Club logo, but it's just double toilet. That was still like a like a thing that we did specific. To the mids of this podcast. Yeah, we got a couple of like maybe. But I do love that. Like a caricature of like Bret Hart and then Ric Flair. Oh no. Well, you know. It's just like that genuine Boys logo, but like (laughs) Bret Hart, Ric Flair, John Cena. Just a bunch of people that hang out with us. And Dr. Blurk. Yeah, Blurk, you want to be on a shirt? Sell your likeness to us. <laughs> uh, what about a shirt or what? <laughs> I'm at Matt underscore on I'm underscore drums on Instagram. Also at Wrestle Drums on Instagram. Uh, check out my dog at Zeno Paparino on Instagram. I miss that guy. I am. I know we're because yeah, we're, we're doing this at, at Oster's house today. There's yeah. No, no Zeno staring at everybody. I know, I but am, Zeno uh, can still be. I'm at a duck shirt on uh, online. Also, go to audibletrial.com slash wrestleboyscast. Get a fucking book. Get fuck, a book. We'll donate that fucking 15 bucks, too. Yeah. Let's yeah. fucking yeah. do it. We're going to donate Just every fucking... fucking if you it. give me money on the street and you're like, hey, this is because of your podcast, I'll fucking donate it. Yeah. So, like, just get a book. It'll be fun. Like, you get something out of this. Like, and you don't have to pay money. Yeah, and that's something... It cancels... Fucking knowledge. It, it, can, it can cancel it out. We still get the money. You still get your audiobook. It's fucking win-win. It's audibletrial.com slash WrestleBoysCast. Get a fucking book, you fucking mark. Uh, and also, um, you can go online to at Dr. Blurg and call them out. Call their ass out. It's a... Uh, it's the big guy right back oh, in Dr. Jesus, no. Need me more. You can leave right back. The big guy right back likes Dr. Blurg. Right back. Oh. oh. Did you do that because, did you mess that up or are you just a fucking idiot? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> Not an idiot. Come on. It's the big guy. Right back. Right back. Ha <laughs> ha. Right back rules. So it looks like Ryback's on Dr. Blurg's side. We got, we got everybody else. That's fine. They he can have, have they can have Ryback. Yeah. yeah. Blurg, you can have Ryback. But also, hey Blurg, you want to be in a shirt? <laughs> at at us. <laughs> we'll see if you listen to the fucking at like hour and fifty eight minutes in. Yeah. Thanks. You know what? We're we we're gonna release this one whenever we fucking feel like it. I'll probably release it as quick as I can because our numbers weren't that good when I was behind you guys. Sorry. It's true. People wanna. <laughs> I mean, hey, shit happens. Quit. Just listen to it when it comes out. Yeah. I will say having a rotation is incredible. Consistency. Yeah. And Saturdays are light podcast days. So Friday, big day though. Yeah. Well no no no. Saturdays are light podcast days, so our numbers are better when we do that. Or Why are we uh, fucking talking about this logistics. on the show? Yeah. Right, so because I'm, no one listens. I'm at Kfabe Dad. Great I'm at, name. I'm at my chemical dad pad. Great, Great name. name. At Shrek, Shrek Facts twenty twelve. Great name. Uh, train, train facts. <laughs> It's types of trains. It's types types of trains. Of trains. <laughs> and at Zach Mevans. I think I own Mivans. that one. I own a lot of domains and handles. Yeah. 
So, I just did all your plugs for you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Do we plug the show? Oh, mm-hmm. at WrestleBoys Cast on Twitter, at Genuine WrestleBoys on Instagram. No, I just yeah, do follow the merch. Us. Oh. Um, yeah, follow, follow us. us. Interact with us. We might not fight with you like Dr. Berg, but we'll talk to yeah, you. Yeah, you're nice. I'm like that fuck. Oh, 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 our back going in. Our fifty-eight. We're turning it up. You're talking to the. You're talking to the guy that fucking cut like the CM Punk promo on him, and now Doc. Yeah. I mean Zach over here is just fucking going in. And you guess Damn. what? Lord, Lord Taste has a has a word for you. Two words actually. Eat shit. Oh, oh. Blurg, what are you gonna say now? You can't see me. My time is now. Oh shit. You can't see me. My time I'm is untouchable, now. Untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. For <laughs> life. All right, yeah, let's do this. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Wrestle Boys and the Nature Boy. <laughs> um, Styling, profiling. Happy Rusev Day. And uh, Wrestle Boys 316 says, I'm the Nature Boy. Listen to Culture Abuse, they rock. Is it done? Yeah.